Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Big day on Leaside today. Pennies is open and people queuing since, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock this morning. There was some photographs knocking around yesterday and last night of tents and somebody had faked up one saying that the tents were outside Pennies uh, on Patrick Street. That was actually uh, Pennies in Dublin, I believe. We have a lot more class down here and speaking of classy people uh, let me get straight to a couple of phone calls because I don't want to keep people waiting because they don't want to lose their spot and some of them are taking some time out this morning I'll come back to the papers in a few minutes time Ashling. good morning good morning you've been there since what five five o'clock yeah. have they opened yeah we're just in the doors there now okay tell me about the queuing tell me about the four or five hours queuing how'd you get on it was great great entertainment were you on your we own or were you with the pal uh, there was five of us what kind of entertainment are we talking about? Here we all had to joke and a laugh about it. We all got rolls and coffees and teas. And Where'd you get all that stuff? Uh, sent on Patrick Street. <laughs> so you send somebody up to collect them, is it? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. How many in the queue? I mean, were you one of the first in the queue at 5am or were there people ahead um, of you? There were six ahead of me. People were there since 3am. Three they started at. Three on yeah. Patrick Street or was it on I Oliver Plunkett Street? Patrick. Uh, Patrick Street, but it's okay. gone the whole way around Alfonso Street. Tell me about that now. So by, by eight or half past eight, what was the queue like? Uh, by half eight, it was right around Alfonso Street by Subway. Right around the building? Yeah. Would we be, ta- would we be talking about a couple of hundred people at least then? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. So you've got in. You sound very calm inside there. If you, what were you looking for? What did you want to buy? Or did you just want to be I visiting an old friend? I'm just after freezing in here now because there's so much in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like, you queued up. Did you know what you wanted to buy? Uh, well, there's a few things in mind, yeah. I think that, is the, I think, are the cosmetics open or closed? I'm not going down that far yet. No, right. so. I the, don't know. <laughs> but the fitting rooms are closed and the loos fitting are rooms closed. Are closed. Yeah, all of them are closed. Okay. Yeah. And is everybody calm enough inside? Or are they controlling the amount of people or what? Yeah, there's just a few at a time coming in. I think he's actually about 50 at a time in. All right. And is it nice to be back? Brilliant. Brilliant. Did you, did you miss it? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> so what are you going to buy now that you're inside? Load of clothes. New wardrobe for myself. A complete new wardrobe. Complete new wardrobe. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> am I holding you up from getting on with it? I am. You are. I'm leaving. Go on. I want thanks a million for the call. All right. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good thanks. luck. Fair play to you. Fair play. Thanks for thanks for indulging me. Seamus Whelan is down there as well and has been since early morning. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. What's it like then? She says all the way around the building, way down around onto Oliver Plunkett Street, right? Uh, no, Neil. It's even worse than that. Um, now what a difference a day makes yesterday we were reporting outside Brown and Thomas and there was there was a sizable queue you know they were were expecting 181 in in through the doors but this morning my god I came here at about half eight and um, there were a a, a gang of people queuing since half three this morning um, I took a walk around the building about half seven. It was down onto Oliver Plunkett Street. And then after half seven, it started building again right up onto Cook Street. So basically right around to the front entrance of Penny's. It's just manic. And So what you're saying to me is the queue went all the way around the building and met itself at the front. Exactly. <laughs> 
God. Now, we, I, I spoke to two young girls from Ballancolic. They came in about half one this morning that said they were going to uh, camp out and they saw nobody. And then they were, when, when I told them that they're tuned since half three, she just lost the rag altogether. <laughs> but anyway, um, a lot of people are just looking to uh, for socks, underwear, one or two are looking for bikinis. I don't know where they're going to get to wear them because we can't leave the country and I don't know if we're going to get the uh, the summer weather we're expecting. Um, you can't blame their you can't blame their optimism though in fairness. I know, but um I I think the, the comment of the morning was it's pennies by and they can't they can't buy socks online or any other store because Penny socks are special. <laughs> so underwear, bikinis, underwear, bikinis, and socks. Then you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And after me saying that, no, Neil. Yesterday morning when I was on air, um, Brenda asked me to pick her up some makeup and brown Thomas. <gasps> Brenda, if you're listening, I'm stopping short of buying underwear and socks. For you, okay? <laughs> Did she ask you for underwear or bikinis or stuff like that? <laughs> I, I'm just preempting it because when she knew I was going to Brown Thomas yesterday, she said, "Can you pick me up some concealer?" All right, I said, "I will, girl." That that clearly is some kind of makeup product, is it concealer? I don't know what she's trying to conceal. But come here, the difference between the two is that, like Brown Thomas had a had a, had a queuing system and a pre-booking system, whereas Penny's don't, do they? No, they don't. But they're leaving a, a number of people into the store. Um, just to maintain social I believe I believe it's 180 like yesterday uh, and you can do, go upstairs and downstairs now the difference with Brown Thomas and Pennies is that when you go into Pennies you can't try on the clothes uh, you either you purchase them and bring them home and they're not they're not selling um, makeup either um, so basically they still have the normal returns policy um, but when those clothes do come back, they will go in for um, they, they'll be they'll be put in quarantine for seventy two hours. And, and just and finally, they'll be steam cleaned. Yeah, they'll be steam cleaned seventy two hours off the off the shelves uh, or off the racks. But just before I let you go, um, both queues, both Brown Thomas and Pennies, all women, yeah. Uh, the majority of them. There's a, there's a few lads that were pulled out of bed at about half six, half five this morning uh, to, to come down. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, the majority of them are women. Um, they're they're kind of, I suppose, mid to late twenties. Some in their thirties, and there's the odd, uh, the the odd one or two that would have been uh, of an older generation. All right, okay. I let you get on there. All right, come back to me where you got updates on that. Seamus Whelan at Pennies. The odd fella pulled out of bed in the early hours of the morning. Caitlin, good morning. Hi. What's it like? Unreal. I think you were saying, is it? Yeah, it's unreal. Okay, so a lot of people are looking for, uh, what have I got here? Um, bikinis, underwear, yeah. and socks. What is it with you? I hear it's pyjamas, is it? Oh, pyjamas, bed covers, and eyelashes. <laughs> Fake eyelashes, <laughs> is it? Yeah, I missed them. I never stocked up before they closed. So have you have you managed to buy anything yet? Are you in a queue? Are you inside? Yeah, I have two baskets now, so I'm just going to go around and fill them inside already. And they're limiting the amount of people in so you have a bit of space, don't you? Yeah, it's grand. And is it nice to be back? Are you excited about it? Yeah, it's very exciting. And what are the staff saying? Are they delighted to have you back? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where the staff are, but I'm down to the eyelashes. <laughs> oh, my God. Has it, it's been, has it been a tough few months for you? 
Yeah, I have. I know. But come, things are coming back to normal. Now the pennies is open, everything's normal yeah. again, yeah? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Why do you need so many pajamas? Do you wear pajamas outdoors or are they for around the house? No, just for around the house and stuff. And when you get clean, fresh bread covers, like you have to have fresh pajamas <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. No. Okay, well, listen, off you go then. Fill up your basket. Yeah. I'm delighted. I'm done. Were you there with mates queuing early? Uh, yeah, we were queuing at four. It wasn't cold or wet or anything, no? It was a small but wet. And then we were sitting down and the window washer came over, so we all had to stand up then. Ah, yeah, but it's exciting, yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, it's something. Yeah, some, it's very exciting. You know, you want to do it like you can sleep later yeah. on. You can sleep in your new pajamas on your new bed linen later I on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. All right, where'd you come yeah. from? Uh, Farnery. All right, well, listen, I'll let yeah. you get on. Fill those baskets, girl. Good luck I to you. Fair play to you. Cheers, Bye. Caitlin. All the best. Bye. Yesterday, of course, we had the opening of BT. They had three different queues, right? They had the pre booking queue. Then they had the queue where you just queued and hoped that you would get in. And there was a third one then where you, you downloaded and scanned this uh, barcode and they texted you when you could get in. But Seamus was there as well, as the fellow says. Here's some audio from yesterday morning at BT. Very good, very organized. Yeah, very organized, very clean. Yeah, spent a few pop alright. We saved it for the last few weeks anyway. Yeah. It kind of feels a little bit like normality again, you know? Do you know, when you walked in here, there was no kind of fear of the virus or anything that you'd expect your first day back. No, it was brilliant. It's just a, just a strange feeling, the eerie feeling about the way the whole place is just set up. But I mean, like, you know, there's no issues in there whatsoever. The staff are very, very good. There's plenty of space for them to walk around. So, no issues. Very comfortable. It was really good. I was in Marks and Spencer's and then in Boots and Justin Brown Thomas. So, very good. Loads of people maintaining social distance. So, happy out. Love the sparkles. So, I was just looking at all the jewellery in the bags and stuff. I didn't buy any now, mind you, but it was lovely to look at them. I had an appointment, so it was great. I just went in and out. Fantastic. Um, really miss the coffee you can't get an espresso anywhere else but uh, yeah about that it was all good not as bad as the last few days I've been queuing everywhere else but yeah no it's fab here in and out like a dream fantastic they're fabulous staff were always superb here they're always gorgeous as good as ever yeah so it was lovely really positive experience as Brown Thomas always is that's <laughs> fantastic yeah look up I have two bags. <laughs> Usher Tizal was great, really, for the makeup and all the, the lovely clothes. But the new rule that you can just come in one door and, and do it, what, um, sanitize your hands and then come out this way. Very good. It is very good. The atmosphere is good. All the sales seem to be taking it very seriously and looking after their customers and their staff, which is lovely to see as well. Oh, do you know what I bought? MAC lipsticks that don't come off they stay on for 8 hours because I've got lipstick all over my masks and then that's spreading all over my face so essential shopping really but uh, it's certainly different for the norm I suppose we're going to have to get used to it it's going to be like that for a while later so no, we'll, 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 we'll get by we'll get by we'll continue on so yeah it was very good like it's a lot different but spacious Um but it feels safe, yeah? Uh, fine, actually. It's extremely well organised, I have to say. I, I, I wasn't waiting at all. I bought some presents for my wife. Well, I suppose everything's a little bit different after the lockdown, but as I said, very efficient, very pleasant. Um, I had an appointment in town, and then I thought I'd have a quick look around, yeah. But I do love shopping, but 
I, I love to get clothes, but I don't like the hassle of getting them. <laughs> I came up with a friend today, um, but I'm glad they're open. It's lovely to see the place back and buzzing a bit, you know. I buy a lot of makeup in there, so not that I was going anywhere anyway. Uh, yeah, delighted to see it back open again. It's brilliant. Very well organised. It's brilliant. Really, really is. It's amazing. Oh, well, I was the first in the queue this morning to pop back all my pods, my Nespresso pods. So I think I actually filled the recycling bucket up there. So that was definitely a reflection on what a good time, what a good sociable time I had with my family, of course, during lockdown. Did I, I stocked up on my coffee and a couple of birthday presents and um, a sale item. Bit of retail therapy, you can't beat it. There you have it. There you have it. Brown Thomas yesterday morning. That was the woman in there said, oh, essential shopping. MAC lipstick that doesn't come off and lasts for eight hours. I love it. Fella says here by text, Dave says, I'd be mortified. It's one thing queuing outside Brown Thomas, but I wouldn't queue outside pennies. The mortification of it. Essential shopping. Uh, just ahead of the break, um, let me get to Claire here because it's a very important day. It's a special day and it's good to, it's good to talk up the happy times too, isn't it? Claire, good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. Okay, just picking up on the pennies queue. Go ahead. Um, I just passed the queue on my way into work and um, it's obviously very long as everybody would expect, but the social distancing was absolutely non-existent. Out the I window. Think I saw yeah, I think I saw um, about three girls with um, face masks and there was very, I'd say maybe another few, two or three that were observing the social distancing. It was, it was a joke. Um, the security man was um, at the side of the shop and I said to him, um, there's a lot of social distancing going on here. And he said, we thrive and shrugged his shoulders. So, okay, what was the story at BT yesterday morning? Do we know physical distancing was being adhered there or not? Were you? I was. Yeah, I was there yesterday at lunchtime, and there was a girl outside the door um, just explaining like the, the one-way system and about the social distancing and about the sanitising, and there wasn't much of a queue, um, and. There, there wasn't many people inside in the shop, but I thought everybody was observing the social distancing and it was explained to everybody going in the door and I thought it was very well managed in there. Okay, okay. So the queue for pennies, which went around the building entirely, down onto yeah. Oliver Plunkett Street, up Cook Street, yeah. and met itself again at the front, everybody was up on top of each other? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and hardly any masks? No masks. Well, very, very few. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, isn't it? What are you going to do if you don't? You see, the problem with I suppose the pennies queue is that it was uh, it, it was you know come one come all queue up. Yeah. There's no 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 booking system. Yeah, you know, unfortunate. Okay, okay thanks for that. That's okay. unfortunate. Okay, well, they're they're the kind of things that will get us into trouble down the track. Actually, I'll come back in a couple of seconds because there is a lot of talk actually regarding face masks, compulsory or not, particularly on public transport and in shopping centres um, or indeed in a scenario like outside Penny. So that's the downside to it. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Text 0868-104-106. The security guard at Penny says he just gave up on trying to keep people apart in the queue at Penny's uh, over the last three or four hours. Helen, good morning. Good morning, Jane. How are you? I just wanted to pick up on the different <laughs> types of shoppers, I believe, is it? 
it was a different accent between Brown Thomas and Penny's. Like, you know, we're, oh, we're getting on makeup there now in Brown Thomas. Oh, we're getting on pajamas there now in Penny's. <laughs> know your market, you see. Know your market. Well, that's it. That's it. It's, <laughs> I it's, just wanted to make a comment on it's, it. It's MAC lipstick in BT and pajamas and socks in Penny's. In Penny's, yeah. And just the accent. <laughs> and would you be tempted at all to go into either queue? Not at all. No, 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 no. Not at all. Do you enjoy I shopping though? Shop online. Yeah, yeah, but I shop online really. And do you think that you can? Like, did you? Did it? Did the last few months change your shopping habits? Well, it changed my weight anyway, but it was about my shopping <laughs> habits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, listen. That's something you can get to, you can get together with now, and maybe try and change yeah. that, lose the weight, get fit. All right. Oh God, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right good luck. The Thanks. different accents and the different shopping requirements and how they differ between Brown Thomas and uh, and Pennies. Uh, unfortunately, a bit of more sad news this morning with regards to closures. And God Almighty, it was depressing yesterday. The list of closures that I was reading out. Uh, just very recent ones and also ones over the past 12 months or so uh, on Patrick Street. And uh, we have another issue now this morning, and that is that Mother Care has gone into liquidation. 14 stores are to close. Uh, Mother Care Ireland to close its 14 branches placed into liquidation due to COVID-19 and its financial impacts going forward. So that's pretty bad news. The Bloom Shop in Mother Care. Mahan, isn't it? I think they used to be on Patrick Street. I don't think they're there anymore, but they're a man and also of course job losses which is tragic for people but you talk about the queues in pennies and only one or two people actually wearing masks front of the echo this morning says that a leading scientist a fellow called jerry colleen says that um, wearing of face masks is to be made obligatory for children in playgrounds and for all people on public transport in shopping centers and on busy streets that's what he's calling for it's not law and it's not a regulation but it certainly is a recommendation and he's saying they're the places that it should be Uh, people on public transport like buses and trains and what have you maybe in the back of a taxi walking around in all shopping centres, all children in playgrounds, and maybe even on busy streets, which is pretty much everywhere, really. But the Times in London this morning is saying that face masks slow coronavirus spread by 40%, according to the latest survey. And the Independent says this morning that while face masks aren't mandatory, we should wear them in shops and buses. And that's a recommendation, certainly, from the Chief Medical Officer, Tony Holohan, who's been very much front and centre. Ireland now is recording almost zero new cases of, of COVID-19. That's where we're at. Unfortunately, we had eight deaths reported uh, yesterday. Sorry, eight new cases uh, reported yesterday and 1,703 deaths now in total. But almost zero new cases at this stage when you're talking about eight. They're actually saying that Kerry is doing very well. The examiner this morning <clears throat> in an article says that if Kerry stays COVID-free, uh, for another five days, it will be the first county to be officially free of the virus. They've had no new cases in the county since the 18th of May. And if you go back to the 5th of May, they've only had six cases, which is a great achievement in fairness. Big changes then uh, with regards to shopping um, and, you know, when you go into shops or when you go back to uh, to doing many things in your life that you weren't able to do for the last three months. And amongst them, of course, will at some stage be flying. The Echo this morning says the Cork Airport's announced a series of new health and hygiene measures. Now all they need to do is get passengers to fly again. But face masks are recommended inside the terminal. They're mandatory for flying. You have to wear a face mask. But I think everybody would want to anyway on an airplane, you know, with the 
with the air that's recycled on airplanes. They've got four vending machines at Cork Airport selling face masks. Uh, they're also carrying out deep cleaning throughout the airport. They've got plexiglass screens fitted throughout it. Intensive cleaning and disinfecting of all surfaces and they're kind of rotating the cleaning every 60 minutes. They're really throwing the kitchen sink on it. And they've got all the areas within the airport now have distancing floor markers. I think there's like 500 of them now with regards to keeping people uh, apart. They're, they're putting a maximum limit on people who can use toilets, lifts, and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of that goes for the staff as well. So when the shopping centres reopen, reopen uh, there'll be no Wi-Fi. There'll be no public seating in the shopping centres. There'll be dedicated hours set aside for vulnerable shoppers. They're amongst the guidelines that the NSA are putting down when shopping centres like, say, for instance, Blackpool or Maham Point are allowed to open again. No Wi-Fi and things like that. The whole issue of flight refunds makes the examiner because that's very much still up in the air. And, of course, the reopening of pennies dominates an awful lot of the papers today. But in the ever-changing world that we live in, Every day brings new news and more people, you know, not just statues, but human people under fire. And you know that um, uh, J.K. Rowling uh, made comments regarding trans, trans, well, she was actually saying at the time that only women can menstruate and the transgender community and those that support transgender people, people who change sex and what have you, uh, they came out and said, this is not on. You can't make comments like that anymore. And Emma Watson I suppose to an extent, J.K. Rowling would have been Emma Watson's boss in a former life. She's the latest person to publicly criticise J.K. Rowling over her comments. The Sun actually tracks down um, J.K. Rowling's ex-husband in Porto in Spain because she said she was uh, the subject of domestic violence in her marriage. And he said, yeah, he did slap her from time to time, but he wasn't abusive to her, which is kind of weird, like, because it's the same thing. Uh, so the son managed to track him down. Uh, he's a 52-year-old. Um, I think he was involved in media back in the day, but he's back living with his parents, apparently, um, uh, in, in Porto, in Spain. But, you know, the red tops can find you. And, and then, of course, the Green Party leader, Eamon Ryan, apparently in the doll, used the N-word while discussing racism in Ireland. Uh, he got into a lot of hot water for that, and he had to apologise for use of that word. And also, um, back actually to J.K. Rowling, there was a school that were planning to name part of the new school after J.K. Rowling, and they now have decided not to. Yeah? So that's interesting in one way. In, in another way, then, of course, you got all sorts of people added to the list of, uh, you know... Um, a persona non grata these days. And amongst them is Baden-Powell, the man who started the Boy Scouts, because they're saying, oh, that statue in Poole needs to be put in a museum or thrown in the river of Baden-Powell. Well, the people in Poole are livid and they have 24-hour security around it. Now, the people of Poole, apparently the Boy Scouts of England, have also gone to Poole to protect the statue. Um, apparently, uh, if you didn't know it, they now say that Baden-Powell was a, a racist, a Nazi supporter, and a homophobe. So, because of the issue regarding statues in the UK, they are now passing law quickly in the UK where violent protesters can be jailed within 24 hours. They're expecting a week of vi- a weekend of violence and protests in the UK because of Black Lives Matters. They're going to allow footballers now, apparently. The FA said they have no problem with footballers on the pitch taking the knee. But what's really interesting to me is that Faulty Towers and Dad's Army now have been added to the list of things that just don't, um, uh, you know, make sense in the world that we live in anymore. And I think in one way that's kind of sad. I mean, I get where people are coming from. There's an ever-changing world. Perhaps someone would say it's changing way too fast. But you know the episode of Faulty Towers, the one where he mentions the war? 
was two issues with regards to that episode. Firstly, three issues. That episode now um, has been withdrawn. Yeah, it's been removed from UK television platforms. I think you probably will find it on a Google search somewhere. But that's the episode uh, where Basil Fawlty goose steps, you know, the Nazi um, march, uh, you know, feet up high up in the air. But it's also the episode where the major criticizes and says disparaging things about the West Indies cricket team. So no good. Can't be saying those things anymore. Can't allow it. So they've axed that episode. On top of that, then, there's an episode of Dad's Army. I think it has to do with where uh, Jones, don't panic, don't panic, was making references to when he fought the Boer War in Africa. So that that item or that uh, that episode has also been taken off by all accounts. David Attenborough has had problems, videos of his because of racism claims. And he's had episodes of his documentaries and programs withdrawn because in one or two of them, he shows images of black people. And then one particular episode of his shows has been withdrawn because he talks about and there's a video of Asian and white people um, video clip while he's also talking about lowering population growth. So apparently that's also offensive. The I mean, there's just so much of it. Galway's got its issues as well because they've got a statue of Christopher Columbus uh, and they want that gone and that was daubed by uh, anti-racist graffiti uh, over the past 48 hours. But apparently Galway Council have rejected calls to remove uh, the monument. So it's an ever-changing world really, really quickly. Lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Your thoughts on all of that, incidentally, are welcome. It's very much a generational thing, I believe, to be quite honest. Text 0868104106. Michael, good morning. Thank you for holding. Good morning. How are okay, you? Okay, you're making observations this morning about pennies. Is that right? Well, I just happened to be um, came from Limerick there this morning. I was driving the bus and basically I went for my walk and there's somewhere in the region of five to 600 people queuing aside pennies and with about, there's no social distancing being maintained anyhow. You know, look at it, it's not, I, I, I do know that for retailers it has been extremely tough times for them but I mean, in fairness, uh, it's up to really to people to take a small bit of personal responsibility and just maintain the distance a little bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, but like, nobody seemed to have a problem with the Black Lives Matter protest above on the Grand Parade where people, you know, yeah, I, people were on top of each other there. Yeah, as I said, look, at people, uh, people go and they protest for this and they go and they protest for that. I'm not going to comment on, on what people protest and why they have the right to protest and one thing or another. But in fairness, look, at, we're after coming out of a, a pretty tricky situation and you know we're not fully out of it yet and I mean I have been listening to you there no case has been reported of death it's, it's, it's brilliant to hear and I think Ireland in general has done extremely well with handling of this whole COVID yeah. crisis yeah. you know and I mean to be honest about it now right we are reopening up the country but we have to we have to be mindful you know and we have to be mindful and respectful that we we wouldn't like to see all this uh, good work being undone. Okay, so you're, you're uh, saying, let alone two metres apart, they're not even two inches apart? No, 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 unfortunately not. And they're still I mean, there, the and is that, queue, does that the, queue still there, yeah? Oh, that's it, that, that queue is there, yeah, it's going the whole way around the building. And any guards or anything coming along saying... There, 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 there was um, guards up, up, up the street there, but... Uh, as I said, they haven't they haven't done anything about it yet. But to, to be fair to it, as I said, look, there's no 
I mean, law and order has been maintained there and all of that. No, but that queue could could re, uh, be reasonable to say that queue could be there all day. But, uh, I was talking to two ladies there and just, they said they were there this morning at 10 to 6. Yeah, but it could be all day long, right up, I mean... It could, it could of course, yeah. So was yeah. It, there's a potential problem there then that somebody's well, going to... To be honest with you, as I said, you know, we're, we all have been told to maintain social distancing. We all have been told to, you know, to be mindful of what's, what, what is actually going down at present and to think that people, you know, in fairness, like, to think that people are so foolish that they're not going to heed up the advice. And as I said, it is... It is um, it is kind of upsetting and to see that people are not maintaining the proper social distancing. All right, and uh, do, you, do you see many people wearing masks? A uh, good few people. Not, not. I say, for what I saw in the queue this morning, 20%. All right, okay. And talk to me a little bit about buses. Obviously, your capacity would have been 60 or 70. I think you do well, the, do you do uh, the Limerick, Galway, oh, Cork buses. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bus, I, the particular bus I'm driving at present has a capacity of 63 people. And the legislation at present is 14 people. Now, I know that that is kind of upsetting for or frustrating for passengers who who may have to wait at a bus stop because they can't get on the bus and it's probably a third full. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, yeah. that, that can be frustrating for people. But unfortunately, look, at, uh, in the next phase of this reopening, please God, you know, that, 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 that will be eased more and the capacity will be improved. Well, masks at the moment are only a recommendation if things carry on the yeah. way we see, say, well, for no, instance. In fairness, I have to say, the, the passengers I had on the bus this morning, um, I would safely say 80, 80% of them had masks. To be fair to people in general, are good. 80% of your passengers yeah. wear masks, yeah. so that would be only 80% of the 14 on board, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, all right. And I wonder, what, what, are the, what are the suburban bus drivers saying? Are they saying that the passengers are wearing masks on those as well? Well, they are. No, it's, you know, they said, like, to be fair, to it, the majority of people are good. You know, people that are uh, well, using public transport, they are good, now, to be fair to them. Doesn't mean there's no, as I said, yeah, these, these legislations are awkward. They are there for everybody. But like, as I said, there when I walked past Pinnies this morning, yeah. I said to myself, God Almighty, like, you, you know, you did like you, as I said to retailers, you know, it, it, it has been an extremely difficult time for them. And, you know, I know people want to go out and sort of support for people and help businesses and stuff like that. But to be honest about it, like, you know, this, the, as as the the government said, the shops will be open again tomorrow. Yes, you know yes, I mean? and, yes, And yeah. people, you know, I mean, staggering times and stuff like that. You know, people should people should uh, work work with with what's there, and everybody will get there safe. Okay, fair play to you. Thanks. I'll let you, you know. get on, Michael. And thanks for the job you're doing. You're doing a great and very essential service. So, what do we know now? What do we know? We know the people queued overnight since four o'clock in the morning at Pennies. We know that there was, according to callers this morning, one security guard on. We know that there was no pre-booking system in pennies like, say, there was in BT. We know that hundreds of people formed the queue. It went um, clockwise around pennies, down the side street there, along Oliver Plunker Street and back up Cook Street and met itself again. We know that everybody was cheek to jowl. There was no physical distancing. I don't know with any amount of certainty whether there were any lines placed on the ground by pennies. But at the same time, many other shops, those that will, pennies will do really well now, you know, and they'll fly and their profits will be huge. But many other of the smaller shops that opened that I saw on Monday, 
did have all of the physical distancing rules. They did have a staff member. They did have lines outside the store. And the really small ones were only allowed to take one in or maybe two customers at a time. I was at Mars, the uh, the coffee shop on Oliver Plunkett Street, and it was one customer at a time. I was picking up a bag of their super, super ground vanilla coffee, by the way. One thing that I really missed. Um, but, you know, and maybe that's the way it is with people queuing for pennies. I just missed it. I want to get back in the first opportunity I can. But it does seem rather inequitable when others really, and smaller shops are having to play ball, but pennies don't seem to be this morning. And that's sad. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Whole thing. All right. What do you what do you make of all of this? A lot of, I, I think I, just, I can't see. First of all, I'd say if there's queues up in the street, lot this morning, I know my daughter is, quite, is actually walking down and she's starting off at 11 o'clock. But the, the shop is open at half past 10. Like, I mean, if there's clothes up in the o'clock. I believe, no, the shop opened at 9 o'clock. I, someone said there on the, on, on the news at 9 o'clock, they're opening at half past 10. No, pennies are open, aren't there? We have people in pennies this morning with baskets full of quarter past nine. Or I don't know. I just have no that they're all. No, really I mean, like, but like the problem isn't inside in pennies because they're limiting the amount of people. The problem's outside with the queue. Yeah, but my 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 point, Neil, is like you know when there's a sale on on Saint Stephen's morning in the new furniture centre, right? And you want to buy, and there's a three piece suite down to down to fifty quid. Yeah, you know you you've been in there on Christmas Eve and you know where the three piece suite is, and you queue up at at three o'clock in the morning to get that. You go to Harvey Norman to buy 60, 60, 60 inch television, and when you run in, you know exactly where there is. But this is to say, this is the, they're open. Like, no one knows when the doors open this morning, what kind of, what's on sale. And I would reckon if, you, if you're the first person in the door and you go down to shop 20 or 30 hours and you stop looking at a couple of dresses, while you're looking at the dresses, there's another 100 people that have to come in behind you. And within 10 minutes, the people that, that queue up, Two or three years before you are, are behind. You know, you're all together within ten or fifteen minutes. Not all of the queue. No, there's a. I think it's 160 or 170 at a time. Apparently, I, it just it just. Yeah, but I mean, me. after after five or ten, like after you spending all over there, like sure, and and uh, and the shelves are going to be restocked tonight. I mean, it's like the supermarkets where all the food was gone. Sure, the shelves were stocked overnight, and they're all for whatever is sold today in pennies. It'll be restocked tonight, and tomorrow morning they'll be able to close it again. So you didn't there. see, you weren't physically there, were you? No, no, I. But well, you know. saw photographs of it. Did you saw a girl in the queue with a baby in a buggy kind of thing? But are people that hold up that they need clothes today, like? It's about freedom as well. Could it have been a waste next Monday? Well, it's about freedom. It's about freedom. It's about being um, not able to do an awful lot of things and, and being very compliant for the last few months. And now being yeah, able to. I understand that, but I mean, like. like you could be you could be there for like standing in the street for nine hours. Yeah, well, you know, maybe that's I mean, yeah. that's that's fine <laughs> if there was distancing between people. But like, there's no difference between somebody really looking forward to going to pennies and another person really looking forward to playing a game of golf or driving to West Cork or playing a game of tennis. It's I understand that, but I mean, it's just an entertainment. You could be. I mean, you said there was a person there at three o'clock. Well, and the show, so that means so they were there for six hours before the doors opened. Okay, okay, all right, you know, all right. Neil, I'm sure they are just, just as I have been there. I was on to, to, to Brendan, Mark, there the other morning. Do you know when the restaurants are opening on the 29th of June? Yeah. Right, okay. All, all, the, all the restaurant owners now are concentrating wholly on the two metre distance, right? Yeah. And we just take for granted, we just say, if it is two metres, although I doubt it, I think it'll be reduced to one. If it's two metres on the 29th of June, I asked Brenda, um, so there's a table of four, or a table of six, right? 
does that table have to be from the one household or can it be three as a table of four can it, you you and three of your friends go in and uh, if so um the point they're making is yeah it, unless something changes it would be right. your own family yeah 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 but if 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 you can bring in your friends right with your three friends with you so if i if i haven't seen three of my friends since last march and I ring them up and say, listen, we'll go for a meal tomorrow night, OK? We'll go, the four was going and we haven't seen each other in, in, in You can't months. sit at the same table, is that what you're asking me? You can't. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah but I mean, so, if, if we're at that table, the four of us... Yeah, you won't and be. And we haven't seen each other for three months, and, the, and then the next table is, is two metres away from us, six feet, total strangers, you don't know who they are, Sure, you might as well be sitting down with them people. As but I just said to you, you know, now listen to me. Unless the legislation changes or the guidelines change, you won't be able to meet your buddies inside in a restaurant or a pub at the same table. So, so, uh, 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 so the restaurant owners right now, uh, as we speak, don't know who's there, uh, whether it's fam- one family, the one household. They won't know. Yeah, yeah, they won't know. Cause that hasn't been decided yet, so. No, not unless you only left twins in, but that's not going to happen. So, no, you wouldn't know. I mean, a lot of it would be down to people taking personal responsibility. If things change in the next fortnight, there may be a free-for-all. I don't know. I mean, well, uh, I, I, I would imagine I would imagine that uh, common sense has to come into common sense, like, because if, if it's going to be... Well, where was the common sense no, this, this morning? No respect to people who wanted to go yeah, into pennies, but... It's yeah, a lot about like, personal like, responsibility. Tony Holden and Leo Bracker and and the Nefa people like ninety percent of the restaurants are not going to open. It's going to be closed, and they're all going to be closed down. Surely the government can't allow that to happen. Okay, we'll see what happens with regards to the two meters as well. Thank you, Dave. Uh, from one Dave to another, if you don't mind, then I'll do some text. Dave, good morning. You say you'd be mortified outside pennies, is it? Ah, <laughs> uh, Neil. Good morning. Morning. You're a look. It, it, Actually, I just despair to think what our beautiful city is going to look like tomorrow with all this crowd now to be like Oompa Loompas going around with their pyjamas and buggies <laughs> walking around. The no, city no, like. no. The girl who was buying the pyjamas was not going to be wearing them outdoors, she told me. Yeah, so she's not been substituted there now at all. You know yourself. They'll be around town now, tangoed with their pyjamas, pushing, pushing buggies with four-year-olds with still dummies in their mouth. <laughs> Uh, What's wrong know, with that? Sure, they're not doing any harm to anybody pushing their buggies around tangoed with pajamas on. They're not doing any harm, and absolutely, they can spend their dole or their COVID payment, whatever way they like. I suppose. But I mean, what are you, what are you saying? That Penny's customers are on the dole, and BT customers aren't, is it? Uh, well, I mean, you 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 could hear now the the, the caliber of people. That's um <laughs> that, that, that the the vox that was tuned for Brown Thomas and and the caliber of the king of Penny's Neil. I love the I love the Cork accent. Go on away on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is a great country. <laughs> all right, my man. All right, fair play yeah. to you. Once you obliged to you. Okay. There's a. <laughs> Does that fall into the category of all lives matter and, uh, you know, being overcritical of people for where they live or what side of the river they're on or their accents or indeed where they shop? Uh, some of the other things, of course, that got axed recently included Little Britain, uh, episodes of that. Uh, gone with the Wind is gone as well. The Mighty Boosh, which I know nothing about, but apparently is gone from Netflix. The League of Gentlemen is gone. Cops is gone. Saturday Night Takeaway is gone. And also pulled from the Netflix platform, Angry Boys, Summer Heights High, We Can Be Heroes, and Jonah from Tonga. Thanks be to God, I don't know any of those. Oh, I finished Money Heist. Bren, finished it. The end of season four. Put on your headphones there a second. Um, if, if season one, right, 
was as good as season four. Oh my God. I'm just saying, if season one and two was as good as season four, it would be an absolutely incredible four-part series. There will be a fifth series, incidentally, because it's left hanging. Great. But series four is just the best. Well, I'm only on... I'm on episode 11 of series one and I, what I said to you was, come here, why is it set in Spain and they're all talking American? What's going on here? You're kind of looking at me. You're mortified. Sure, I didn't realise it's Spanish so I put on the Spanish I'm watching subtitles but I'm actually, it's it's way better now if the subtitles on they're doing Spanish because I was like, what are all the nah, Americans that, doing that, here that, in Spain? When they, dub, when they dub the lingo it doesn't work. Yeah, it's awful. So, it's, I find that I'm only, you are? You're still series one. Series one, episode 11, two more to go and I, I'm actually really enjoying it. What did you said to me? Are they still inside in are the... Are they still inside in the bank? And I said to you... No. <laughs> I don't They're not give, in the bank, no. No, I don't want to give anything else away. <laughs> the Americans in the Spanish bank. It's just so slow, the first year. Yeah. But Series yeah. 4, oh my God. I mean, heart-racing stuff. Oh, I can't wait a great weekend lined up now. All right, Mighty. Girl, take it easy for now. Back after the break, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. You can pick up the phone and text 0868104106 lots to do Inclu- I hope Anna is around is she she was the first customer outside Penny's this morning um, apparently had loads and loads of money that she saved up over the last few months back after these The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM uh, it's a good laugh in all fairness for a Friday I understand the queue and I understand that people are way too close and uh, maybe it might even get that thing maybe Penny's will have to look again as to what they're going to do for the rest of the day if the, if the queue continues but Anna good morning how are you? Good morning, how are you? You were the first person in the queue, I'm told, is that right? Not in the queue, I'm the first person out of Finney's. Oh, the first that came out the other... Well, okay, well, technically, all right, you wouldn't, if you were the first in the queue, you wouldn't be the first out, you just got through fastest. What'd you buy? <laughs> oh, what didn't I buy? Um, I mean, I bought socks, underwear, shoes, I mean, like, maybe a good three, four pairs of each, just to stock up. You um, bought four so- pairs of shoes? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what was wrong with all of the shoes that you had? So they were just wearing them too much. They were all worn out. Or they were just dirty. Just nothing wrong with new pair of shoes. Do you never hear a shoe polish like and take it out and give them a buff? I you do, but there's nothing wrong with a good pair of shoes. I think no you guys. I think you guys dis- dis- I think you throw away stuff way too fast, you women. I really do. Well, that's your opinion. Because <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I can't say much. All right, so how? What, what's this? What's this COVID nineteen after party fund all about? <laughs> so when it all began, I said, "Look, I'm going to start a saving account." We was going to go towards all my parties and my drinking. That's when the pubs are going to be re- reopened. <laughs> but sure, obviously, it's not going to be like that for a while. So any bit of money that I was supposed to spend on a night out, I put into a savings account, and it surprised me how much I'm after saving. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I said to myself, look, pennies is opening. Why not just put it all towards pennies, even though it didn't even dent my savings, to be honest. Well, fair play, fair play. There's still a lot more to spend in the pubs and restaurants when they open. But were you exactly. que- Were you queuing this morning? I was. I, I was there at quarter past seven. Okay, that's a respectable four. enough time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, the line went pretty fast. I mean, they were supposed to open at half ten, but they opened at nine o'clock, which I'm not complaining about, I suppose, at all. Were you at all worried about standing too close to strangers? I mean, I was and I wasn't. Like, there was, the the queuing system was great. There was tape everywhere. Everyone was doing their 
social distancing. Really? I actually, I was, yeah, I went, well, from my section now, when I went to see the queue behind, they, I don't think they really were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only criticism this morning was that it doesn't seem to have been organised very well with regards to people staying apart. But as I was saying, listen, they didn't stay apart up on the Grand Parade, so who should we be criticising and who should we be saying nothing to, you know? Anyway, you got yeah. your socks, you got your underwear, you got your shoes... Like typical, you go in somewhere to buy one item, you ended up buying four times more than anything you <laughs> think you had wanted to buy in the first place, right? I did. All right, okay. I'll let you get home and try them on then, okay? Perfect, thank you very much. Cheers, thanks for taking the call. Anna was first through and out the other side. Timmy, good morning. How's it going, Ted? Uh, Neil? Good, my man, thanks for taking the call. Uh, you just want to make an observation comparing yesterday and today, is that right? Yesterday you were praising Brown Thomas for opening and today you're lambasting pennies for opening. So I just want to, you know, is it Brown Thomas or pennies you're shopping? <laughs> I don't shop either, actually. I don't like shopping particularly. Ah, that's not fair now, in fairness. I'm not, giving well, them, I'm not giving them a hard time. Well, to me, you are, Neil, because uh, I listened to the show yesterday and you, you, you had full praise for Brown Thomas and the way they were opening, <laughs> and you started off your show this morning lambasting pennies for opening. No, no, that's not you true. Have. No, it's not it true. I can't rewind to five past nine, but I was talking about the excitement of it, the fact that people were waiting for it, the fact that people should be allowed to go. It's no difference than people wanting to play a game of golf or drive to West Cork. The only thing... Neil, go back now. Go back to five past nine now and, and listen what to did what I, you Okay, today. tell me what I said then. Okay, and, and listen to what you said to me. Brown Thomas yesterday. Okay? What did, okay, well, it's tell me, totally, tell me. Totally different. No, I just... The, the conversation started to move towards people being too close in the queue, that's all. Did you give all about people being too close to the queue in Brown Thomas yesterday? Apparently they weren't. Did you give out about that? Well, from what I saw in the news and from what I saw inside the city centre yesterday, they were too close. I can get one phone call on the air yesterday asking people about whether or not people were too close in BT. This morning, I got calls BT, and texts. BT, oh, you call it BT, do you? You call it Brown <laughs> Thomas. We just pass, we just call it Brown Thomas, you know? You don't the go in. People call it BT. I wouldn't go in there. Why would I go in there? You can get, a, you can get whatever you want inside in pennies. There's no issue you know? with that. I have no issue with it. I'm just making remarks. You seem that. to have an issue with pennies this morning, Neil. <laughs> and you seem to be kind of downing the people that are standing outside the door. The same the same with um, Virgin Media News yesterday and the day before. The queue, you know, the queue is outside BT, you know, the BT crowd, you know, you know, I'm waiting in the queue to BT to get my makeup, you know, I couldn't get it online, you know, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, 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 you know, in all fairness, no, come on, let's snap out of it, you know, normal people, normal, everyday working people go to Pennies and then we go to Duns, do you know what we do actually, Neil, (laughs) we actually go to Duns and we buy fish, ham, chicken, we buy things like that. We don't go to the, the fancy places inside the market to do it. We actually have to go to the, we have to, we actually have to go to Super Value and other places like that inside the city centre. We don't go to these fancy places. But you somebody, know? somebody's going to BT because they wouldn't be queuing to go in by Mac makeup but and some, Well, if yeah. you're watching, if you're watching for Virgin Media News and if you're what, and if you're listening to you for the yesterday, I was not. I'm basing posh people that go down to Crosshaven <laughs> for a few, for a few, for a few scoopies that um that go to 
BT, as you call it. We just call it Brown Thomas. I you love know, just it. Uh... Fella, you know, just remember one thing, Neil. Just till a fellow outside the door, Brown Thomas with a, a McDonald's cup asking for money. And... Same as the result, say, uh, uh, the same as the result, say pennies. Okay, oh. so there's no there's no difference. And, and okay? wh- why do you remark that somebody is begging outside both? Because the, the same the same people go in there, Neil. It's just the the snobs like to go out to BT. <laughs> okay, That's I love all. it. Okay. Timmy, I love okay. it. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. Be good now, Neil. And, um, I'll be listening to the show. And um, you come back. The, um, come back if I step out of line. Do you hear me? Oh, come here. You. you oh, I'd be straight on, Tess. Oh, no, no, I mean it. I mean it. Do stay in touch regularly. Please do. Quite. Cheers, my man. Now, if I don't talk to you now on the end of the show, have a good weekend. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco. We'd like to ask all our customers, when shopping with us, please only have one person per trolley where possible. Okay, let's uh, just pick up on our phone calls on one 850 Jackie, a million thanks for coming on. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, so are we comparing um, BT shoppers, or Brown Thomas, as Timmy says, and Penny shoppers now we are? Well, Neil, I'm just laughing here this morning because, personally, I know people... That saved their bags from Brown Thomas or Next or all these places. <laughs> and they go in town and they do their shopping in pennies and they parade themselves around with their Next bags and their Brown Thomas's bags. And I'm loaded and I'm walking home from all the big shops and they're full of penny stuff. So they put the pennies bag into the Brown Thomas bag? Yeah. <laughs> and do, do, really, or is that one of these urban myths? Does it no, actually no, happen? No, not at all. It's true. It's true. I go down out to Littles and I'm going to buy Littles washing powder and I'm going to pour into a Dunn's bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, do you know something? You can say whatever you want, but I say people who shop in pennies are loaded. Oh, I, definitely. Because if but you're... Yeah, many, many. yeah, because if you're... Are you loaded, you are? Loaded. Because <laughs> if, you, if you're buying stuff cheaply, um, it means that you're cute with money, like. Of course, of course. Anyway, their quality is very good. All right, okay. So, so are you are you are you venturing in today for a bit of shopping? I'm not, Neil. No, 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 no. Forget about it. Wait till no, it calms no, down no. a bit. I wait. No, I wait now till I have a Brown Thomas bag, <laughs> and I'll go in. <laughs> Bye, Neil. Bye, Jackie. I love it. Heard that one before. People buy in pennies, but hold on to the Brown Thomas bag and put the pennies bag in the Brown Thomas bag, and they go for an all stroll around Panna. Keith, good morning. Neil, how was things? Did you ever hear that, that they put the pennies bag into the BT bag? I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I think it did say, there's not a woman left in the North Street this morning. I can't there see any. <laughs> no, there's not a woman. And another thing, I can't understand, right? They're buying so many nickels. There's either bad stuff, or they're putting them up and down for They're using them last. <laughs> <laughs> That's my <laughs> I won't even go there. I well, I don't know how I was walking out. What we done there, we were away there a couple of months. How many men go out? How many men go out uh, two or three times a month to buy uh, a dozen or a half dozen underpants? Uh, well, I bought, I bought there online there, and you could buy a, a box of socks, so, and after three days you could turn them inside out. <laughs> <laughs> There's fierce wearing in those boxers. I just tell you one fact. I was up in the battle bank in Churchfield and one day a South Council fella says to me, see North Side bastards, he said, he leaves all your bottles outside there, you know, without putting them in. And next right in they spot four of your uh, top shop. What? Bone towers. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, I said, 
Dear Southside Bags, we got over there. We don't shop inside here. <laughs> and where's your missus this morning? Are you still giving her a hard time? No, she's missing. And um, she don't get up till 11 o'clock then. And she's gone. Bolted yeah. out the door. Did, did I see now? She's definitely not going to be nickels anyway. <laughs> I can tell you that. She's not going in for knickers? <laughs> no. I mean, she said them there. That's a huge way of them. Well, not we have them, but we have them out. <laughs> but come here. That means that the men on the north side are getting a nice long rest this morning if there's no women left up there. Well, there you are now. That's what we're all over the hoovers now this morning. They're not getting the place ready before they come she back. Left, did she leave a list of jobs for you? <laughs> oh, to the place there. I'll have the hoover out there now in a minute. And uh, so, the, I look it out there. I'm in the house. Hold on, there's one now coming through. To, look at the size of the bag. What a big penny bag, Say nothing, boy. If you want to keep your head on your shoulders, say nothing. <laughs> good luck, good luck. I'll see you later. Cheers. Uh, lots on this, actually. Lots of texts. And, you know, it's a good laugh. And, you know, Timmy, I love calls like that. I really do. I love a good laugh like that. Somebody's saying that poor old Timmy doesn't realise, apparently, and I didn't know it either, that Brown Thomas and Pennies are owned by the same people. <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that right? I mean, they're getting it on both sides of the spectrum. Thanks, Keith. Let's talk to Shauna. Shauna, good morning. Hey, You shop in Brown Thomas, but would you, be, would you be seen dead in pennies? I would be there in a heartbeat. I absolutely love them both. Like, like <laughs> if I'm shopping anywhere, I, I'll save. Like, I'm the fairest fan of now, but, like, if I want them in Brown Thomas and I see it, I'll pat it out for a few months. Like, I get my makeup in there. I'll say, three months' time now, I'll get that. I'll put some cash aside, go in there, get something nice. I'll pop way over the pennies after and stack Oh yeah, so in pennies you can buy things no problem straight away, but in BT you have to save up. I do, definitely but like I do, because I I, I, want to treat myself like, but I'd be first from a snob as well, so I'd I'd gladly walk out my pennies bag as I'm Brad Thomas and be showing off all the lovely bits and bobs I got in there like. So you wouldn't put your BT, your pennies bag in the BT bag? Do well, I actually, when I get, when I go into Brown Thomas, because the bag I get is always so small, like I get, I go into Mac and I get um, foundation normally, I actually put the bag into my handbag and walk around the pennies bag instead. Proudly. You proudly wear the pennies bag. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so you don't think that Timmy is right when he says that only snobs shop in Brown Thomas and real people from Cork um, shop in Duns and Super Value and pennies? To a degree. Like, I can agree with him in a way because sometimes when I go into Brown Thomas, whatever, there is a few people that would, you know, they're, they kind of look down on you a bit. You can see, like, not judging them, but you kind of get that vibe off from that. <laughs> staff are looking down their nose at you, is it? Well, yeah, you could not, no, not the staff, actually, are lovely. It's kind of people that are in there, you know, if you smiled at them, like I say, it's hello to everyone or smile away at people. <laughs> if I'm walking through there, I feel people kind of look at you like, is she okay? Yeah, but why are you saying that? You're not, you're not wearing tracksuit bottoms or pajamas no, in there, no? Not at all, not at all. You're my lawn clothes, jeans, or a nice top, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're funny though. It's, your man is gas. Like, I do. I want laughing. What are you saying? <laughs> to a degree, it is kind of true. Like, <laughs> all right, girl. Did you do any shopping oh, this morning? Uh, no, I'm working at eleven o'clock. So I'm staying posted. Are you jealous of those that have been in there? A bit, to agree, because I actually I need to get socks and stuff because I'm running low at the moment. Like, so what is I'm it with socks? Like, can you get out a darning needle and darn the bloody things. <laughs> I know, but I love, I love, like, new socks. They just feel lovely in your feet, like, and I'm going to get them soon. <laughs> All right, good luck. Take care. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Uh, you know, talking about cues and distancing and stuff like that, Brendan was showing me something that somebody posted up online. She was asking for advice back in Ireland. She says, so, 
Doesn't it wreck your head with people who start sentences with the word so? Uh, I'm planning a sneaky few days to Ireland this weekend. She's over in London. I'm planning a sneaky few days to Ireland this week and I'm wondering how strict the isolation thing is like when I come back three days later. Will they cop on I'm escaping or will I be fined? Especially coming from the UK. Has anyone any info or actually travelled recently? Thanks. She got a lot of response then from people telling her how to do it and how she can get away with it. One I liked was from a lady called Pauline who said, stay where you are. The rest of us are doing it, and so should you. But people looking for sneaky ways of getting in and out of Ireland and getting back without being fined or arrested or sent to jail. On pennies and the queue, this is ridiculous, says Ashling. We know, I know we all missed pennies, but we have to, we have lived without it for a few months now. I feel for the staff. It's their first day back. They'll be run off their feet. Best of luck to all of the penny staff returning to work today. Olivia says, what I would love to see is the poor penny staff getting ready for opening. The staff better dressed like better dress like American football players this morning. They'll need protective clothing, and I'm not talking about PPE. Nancy says, this is madness. I love pennies as much as the next person, but I'll be avoiding the place for the next few weeks as the place is going to be mental. There's no need for it. This is the reason we'll be hit with a second wave of COVID-19. John says it's ridiculous. I would have thought Cork people had more sense. Michelle says, no way would I do it. I'm down here in Killarney. There were only two people in the queue for Penny's Killarney. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's amazing. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Oh, just one quick one. I don't get the queue. I don't get queue shaming. Queue shaming. It's been closed for months. So what if they want to queue? The only time I don't agree with people queuing are for the St. Stephen's Day sales. Personally, I think it's great to see people getting out and about again. Absolutely. But it would have been an awful lot nicer if people managed to stay a bit further apart because you don't want to be going back into lockdown or you don't want spikes and you don't want things like that. The French anxiously await the reopening of Notre Dame. While in Ireland, we can't rest easy until the clock strikes and pennies is reopened. What does that tell you? I don't know. I don't know. Are you telling me that we're uncouth or uncultured, is it? Lines are open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. You can text 0868104106. Uh, just, can, can I just do one thing? Is Tina okay there for a minute or two? Thank you. Uh, this is a, a very funny clip. You know how I, from time to time, dive into the Ask Audrey clips that they post online and the stuff that they do on Red FM and then the things there, the weekly column and the examiner, which is very funny. Uh, this is Pat uh, talking to Audrey because, of course, um, you know, the, the changes now as to where you can go anywhere in your county from earlier in the week uh, also means that people from outside of Cork might be tempted to want to come in. Why wouldn't they? I'd say an awful lot of people who aren't from Cork wish they were from Cork. Uh, but we need to be careful about that, about invaders coming across the borders into Cork, right? Have a listen. Gorgeous days. And listen, I just got on to you there, a quick one. Uh, in the light of the re- announcement today about the relaxing, the travel things, I know now there's people out there in, in West Hartford and South Tipperary and, and Limerick and, and Kerry, and they're thinking, great, great this is an opportunity now. We'll, we'll sneak into Cork. You can't. I, I don't like the curse, but don't even f- think about it, okay? It's verboten. That's German, so you probably won't clue what I'm saying there. It's forbidden, okay? And I know a lot of you in those counties will own Cork Ridge cars. You think I can get in and have a Cork Ridge car? You, you bought the car abroad because at least for a Cork Ridge, there's a good chance the last occupant didn't drive around with a goat in the back. That's the way they talk, Audrey. So, the reason you can't get in is because myself and Hoggy are currently hiring a squad of crack border police, right, we're using guys from Cork Con, 
rugby club. Rich but hard, hard men, hard men. And just in case that isn't enough, we've gone for a bunch of gougers as well from Glen Rovers. Jake Horning Club on the north side. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they're the biggest gougers on the north side, except maybe for Napier Sheik, but Napier Sheik didn't answer the phone, so we're, we're stuck with the Glen. But anyway, they're going to stop you and ask you questions like, you know, what is the fit of the walks and that kind of stuff, right? If you don't know, back into your 12 year old old blaster or whatever you can afford, back, back into your Colchie County and stay there. Maybe get off your cousin, whatever you do, the kind of things you do in your county. So that's the message. Stay in your county, your dirty Colchies, no offense. Um, until further notice so Audrey look I know you're well in with the legal profession if you just run that by a lawyer to make sure there's no hate speech because you, you can't say anything these days and get back to me then I'll release it or maybe you could release it on one of your, your social media channels okay thanks <laughs> go back to your county and get off with your cousin or whatever it is that you do <laughs> I'd say he's a Brown Thomas shopper Audrey's definitely a Brown Thomas shopper text the Neil Prenderville show now 86 Red FM. Okay, pick up the phone, one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Another few calls there, and we'll drive on between now and midday. Tina, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Have you sons and daughters out and about, or is it just daughters are out shopping? I tell you, I dropped my daughter and her friend in about nine o'clock-ish, and we took one look at the pennies queue, and it is literally looped around back to Tiger. You know, and on Patrick's face, they go all the way around and almost meets itself again. Um, I, and I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving grief to to people or, or anything, but what was it like with regards to speaking, staying separate? No, there wasn't really. Oh. It looked very tightly cued to me, anyway. Visually, I was in the car, but I tell you what, I have an issue with him. When I just in, I said, "Do you want to take my card?" So they have their pocket money, and you know, saving it up for the last few weeks, they were going to stay, and hopefully, H and M was open, but it isn't anyway, as it turned out. And some of the cards are not; uh, some of the shops are not taking cash; they're taking card only. That's right. Yeah, a lot of them are like that contactless payment. And and how old are your kids? She's sixteen almost. All right, and she no plastic, no. She didn't. No, she didn't have a card, and I said. We're going to have to sort it out, Neil, because it's it's hard on them. You know the way they have their own pocket money in? They enjoy going into Starbucks, Starbucks. Don't take any cash, as you know. And I kind of said, God, it's off. I'm like, no, I was going to drive back into her. Yeah. She says, no, just leave it off. So I suppose a little deflated then, you know, to go forward to going in. So and where where were they in where they couldn't buy? Like, do, do surely pennies take cash, don't they? Well, they didn't even queue for pennies now, I'd be honest, Neil. But the problem is too many shops now aren't taking cash and they're all contactless. Yeah. You see, most teens have some kind of plastic now, you know. They might have a debit yeah. card or... Did you ever hear of a Revolut card? I did hear of it, actually. You know, I suppose it's lesson learned now. You know, the way things are moving on. But it's it's, it's awful, really. Like you need, to get them a col- you need to get them a Revolut card each. And then, instead of physically giving them money... You transfer the money into their Revolut account, it's on their card, and they can only spend what they have. Definitely now I'm going to have to start the, it. The way just, forward will be less and less yeah. cash. I know. And you know, I do feel sorry, not only would say for the teenagers going in, you know, to get their pocket money, it's hard on the elderly too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's they have, very hard on them. It's harder on the elderly than the young because Isn't the young have it? no problem with change like that. But for somebody who went and picked up their pension in cash, and you know, it's a challenging yeah. time going forward. Yeah, it yeah. really is. That was, that was my point. I was kind of saying, you know, it has to be weaned in. It's like, sorry, no cash. 
card only. Yeah, well, that's the and future. Again, get, them, get them Revolut cards, <clears throat> really and truly. I know. And uh, you weren't at all tempted to join the queue, no? Did you feel envious Not or jealous? Not at all, because listen to me, Need We have done open all through. We have the Lidl and the Aldi. And yeah, the but they're not pennies, though. Pennies are special. Pennies is like the equivalent, the chipper equivalent to Casey's and Douglas or Jackie Lennox's. But we can still get the old fluffy socks. <laughs> we still have them. Do you know what I mean? I know, but it's a sense of freedom, you know, and getting back doing things that you did before and couldn't do for a long time. Yeah. I, I appreciate all of that, in fairness. And it's putting it smiles is, on faces. You know, when you're going out the door, you have to make sure you've got your mask in the pocket, you've got the sanitizer, and now the card. So there's the three essentials now before you leave the building, and of course the phone. Absolutely. Okay, appreciate it, Tina. Listen, thank you so thank much. You. Let me uh, let me say, if uh, if you have, um, you know, issues going forward and are only using cash and don't have debit cards, well, a debit card from your bank is a brilliant thing, and then you can only spend what's in the account. But Revolut is brilliant because Revolut, you can literally, with your mobile phone, um, you know, you can pass on money, you know, you can share money with someone and somebody like, for instance, if you have a, a son or a daughter that's out, for instance, as an example, and they run out of money and they have a Revolut card and you're at home and they say, listen, can't get home or want to go for a drink or I want to get some food on the way home. Can you Revolut me a tenner or 20 euro? You can get on your phone to your Revolut and you can send them the money in real time and it hits their phone and it hits their card straight away. In fact, if you want to take it to the nth degree, you actually don't even need the Revolut card because you can actually now use your phone itself. So that's the level we're at. And it's ever more important now going forward because of contact, contactless issues and, uh, you know, the less physical contact with people. And that will include money. Another thing, of course, that's very, very noticeable um, for the months coming to work every day for the months of April and May. The roads were very, very, very quiet. And in the mornings, there was no traffic, just the odd truck or the odd Arctic and the very odd car. Now, of course, and I've noticed this week in particular, the roads are mental again. All of the main roads and suburban areas and satellite towns and roundabouts, you're queuing to get onto them and everything. So there's traffic is almost back to normal now, it's fair to say. There's a warning now. Uh, from the Gardaí and those in authority that you've been warned to be cautious. You may have been out of, you know, the traffic for the last couple of months and not driving. And maybe your skills aren't top drawer, um, but you need to, um, you know, wise up and also sharpen up because uh, extra caution now because the roads are so busy and you're back driving for the first time maybe in a while. And you got cyclists, you still have pedestrians doing their thing and everybody driving to and from work and able to go anywhere in the country. So just be aware of that. Uh, that's an issue at the moment and you need to bear it in mind. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Big response to lots of stuff we were doing on the air yesterday. We'll pick up on that and any other things that might be on your mind. And also, lots of funny texts regarding pennies and all that. All that on the way. Talk to Neil Prinderville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. I think one of the last things, you know, when you're, when you're taking your last breath or on your deathbed and you're looking back at your life and wondering how you'd have done things differently, I don't really believe that one of the things that I'm going to be talking about and am I taking my last breath is I wish I had done more shopping I wish I had done more queuing I wish I had done more traipsing around from shop to shop with bags and bags and bags some people love it everybody else in my family absolutely love shopping but each to their own it's just not my thing and I don't think that when I come to the last day or the last hour or the last minute that I'll regret any of that but I do like walking around places and I like having an old stroll and nothing better to be strolling around Cork uh, one of my buddies was in touch this morning saying Penny's is absolutely rammed and across the road from them is your man on the tin whistle and he's still playing <laughs> the fields of Athenry 
over and over again. You wouldn't think you'd have any grief regarding McDonald's because the fact that it's drive through so there's nobody getting in your way and there's nobody standing too close to you and all that kind of thing. You would think, right? Uh, but this is from Mayhem and McDonald's Turner's Cross. Earlier today, this is from yesterday, I went to McDonald's drive through in Musgrave Road. I was told I had to go up and turn around for the entrance. I did that with a screaming four-year-old in the back of the car. By the time I got back around, the security man said, you have to drive on. I told him, I've already been up the road to turn around. And he said, I don't care what you did. Then I said, I have a screaming four-year-old here. And he said, I don't care. I worked in retail through the whole pandemic. And I have to say, he annoyed me. He was on a power trip. If they're opening places like this, maybe they should have a better way of controlling it. I can tell you, I had a very upset child today because of someone on a power trip. Never again will I go there. We went to Supermax on Bandon Road. And I have to say, they have a brilliant system in operation. Sorry for the rant, but I was disgusted today, says Elaine. Don't get me started on the queuing system at McDonald's in Blackpool, says Leah. The latest thing is you can't even queue up now anymore on the side road. We went around eight times with a screaming child in the back. At one stage, uh, there were three cars and I was the third one. One of the security guards wouldn't leave the first car in. The second one he left in, but he wouldn't leave us in. One fellow down there was absolutely roaring at everyone. I mean, roaring. I felt like driving at him at one stage. Mother of God. I got out to him and all he did was roar at me. Then another fellow came in a BMW. Sure, I thought he was going to puck the head off him. We drove out to the Turner's Cross Branch instead. There was security there, and I must say, what a system in place they had. I'll never forget my other experience. Forty minutes trying to get in. They were picking and choosing who they let in, you know. Try explaining that to a screaming toddler on top of all of it. I was furious. So Leah Leah then went to Turner's Cross, where Elaine had a terrible experience trying to get in. And she had a similar terrible experience in Blackpool, but... The common denominator between both of you is you both had screaming children in the back of the car. Why were they screaming? Were they that that desperate for their fix of a quarter pounder or a Big Mac or a Happy Meal or nuggets or a McFlurry or what? Why were they screaming? Okay, lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. I want to give Zoe an opportunity to get on air. Won't keep her long. We had some people who were making some critical comments on Monday about a dog that was at the Black Lives Matter protest. Um, Robert apparently was the dog's name, and I don't have the photograph of him here in front of me now. My apologies, but if I remember correctly, on one side of his body was um, Black Lives Matter, and on the other side there was marker of some other slogan and things like that. And some people were very upset about it, saying it was unfair on the dog, that it was animal cruelty and things like that. And Zoe got in touch with him because she and uh, Robert are buddies. Robert is uh, her pet, I suppose, if you like. Zoe, good morning. Good morning, Neil. And I I correctly identified Robert on uh, on the day of the protest as being a greyhound, right? He is. He's a rescue greyhound. Okay. And he's a veteran protester. Is that it? From the day I brought him home, we've been out and about in the city. He's led greyhound marches. He's been outside Yall Track and Curraheen Track. He was at clo- homelessness crisis marches, climate strikes. He camped out in the quad against rent increases. He has been to every protest that I have gone to. That in itself is another interesting story because I imagine that a lot of the people then, if Robert is a veteran protester, that maybe a lot of the people at Black Lives Matters are also veteran protesters for everything and anything. Would I be right? Not everyone. Everyone has their own causes. I mean, 
there are certain protests I don't go to, I don't agree with them, there's certain protests I do go to, and I feel that everyone's in the same boat. There's a lot of people, young people in particular, myself included, who find that there's a lot of issues going on in today's society, and it's you do end up going to quite a few rallies. Yeah, but I wonder what yeah. proportion of those that were there only went to that protest and none other. Again, I think it really depends on who's going. For example, I know a lot of people who go to quite a number of animal rights protests, whereas others are kind of more climate inclined. But then again, you can't go to a Black Lives Matter protest without knowing about the impacts of racism on um on biological matters and climate issues. Okay, so well, I, I accept the point. So some of the criticism earlier in the week was from people who were saying, ah, the people who go to that, they go to everything. And then you talk about, uh, you know, going out in campaigns to get rent increases, going out in campaigns against climate strike, repeal the eighth, what might have been another one, was it? Yeah, um, all these issues, they've affected me or people I know or my loved ones and my friends and family. So I feel a lot of people, especially my kind of generation, are in the same boat. Hence, we do go to a lot of these protests. Okay, there was photographs of Robert from people who these were circulating saying that he looked uncomfortable, that at one stage he had his head stuck in between your legs as if he was afraid. Yeah, now the whole thing was, as I said, Robert's a veteran protester. We live in the city centre. He's well used to crowds, well used to loud noises. From the day I brought him home, I had him out and about. From about three weeks after I adopted him, he started sticking his head between my legs looking for pets. And he'll do that to strangers on the street and has done. We have expanded on that, so when we're at big protests or big crowds, he will stand completely between my legs so I can body block if there is ever a situation. It's just a standard thing. Greyhounds have rose ears, they lie flat back. He's got a rather mopey face. I blame his natural <laughs> black eyeliner around his eyes. He always looks a bit depressed, not going to lie. You put black eyeliner on him? No, he is a natural... Natural black, uh, thank you God. Yeah, because you did put, yeah. Mark, what is that? Is that some sort of... Uh, it's not indelible, it's like temp- you can wash it. It's a temporary, vegan, cruelty-free, pet-safe dye. It washed off in the shower that night. He was more upset with the bath than the dye itself. I have used it before. At Halloween, we went to a number of charity events where I dressed him up as a leopard. There's a number of brands, including Arctic Fox, Manic Panic, Opaws, Crazy Colours, half a dozen different dog-safe brands that are all used in creative grooming. Okay, so you know the dots you put on him for a leopard, that was with the, the, the marker, the vegan marker. It's not a marker, it's a dye. It's a pet-safe dye, the same way you could dye your hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's for dog coats. People can dye their dogs to look like tigers okay. well, have to die. Some of the people were saying to me earlier in the week, where's the consent in that on behalf of Robert the dog? I know how to read my dog's body language. Okay. I know he's not stressed. He's not, his eyes aren't wailing. He's not panting. He's not breathing heavily. He's not trying to shy away from me. He runs towards the protest. The same way he tries to get into pubs, cafes, restaurants, <laughs> any shops that have a door open he's trying to get into. He's the most social, well-adaptable city dog I've ever met in my life. And did people say they were going to report you to the rescue shelter that you got Robert from? So no one at the day said anything. I had a couple of people approach me and say, hey, how'd you get that on him? And I explained the situation, you know, pet safe and whatnot. But it was only later on Tuesday that people started online saying, oh my God, this is cruelty. And a lot of people seem to think it was like a black Sharpie marker. Yeah, which I, d- I have to say I did. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, and I can understand, like, if it was Sharpie, even I'd be up in arms, but it's a pet safe die. I can... 
bring it in. I can show the world. No. Like I post the pictures. I know, you, Zoe. I know you wanted to bring him in, and in a different life, I'd love to have you in the studio. Oh. But it's not permitted because of where we're at now, you know. But I know but, it's just one of those things. We've had people messaging my Facebook, Robert's Instagram, and socials. People commenting, trying to figure out what rescue group he's from to get them to take him off me. Trying to figure out where I live. Ah, uh, stop. People are commenting, and I've. Really? They want to try and find your address? It seems to have died down a bit now. There's been a bit more support on my side saying, hey, this is Robin Zoe there. It's Rebel City Robert-like. He lives in the city. (laughs) He's well known. He wasn't afraid. He's well used to it. He's not abused. I'd say he's probably the most cushy greyhound in all of Cork. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, apparently he's got got great taste in radio presenters as well, I'm told. (laughs) In fairness to him. He does like to listen to the show in the mornings. (laughs) All right. So all well then. Yeah, all well. He's happy. He doesn't like it when it's being washed off, though. So that in itself is... He's not a big fan of the bath, but he is shedding something fierce at the moment. He was due a bath. That was the only reason I wrote it on in the first place, because he was due a bath that night anyway. After a big protest event anyway, he always gets a bath just... Wash the grime of the city off and whatnot. All right, okay. He's a city dog and a veteran protester, and no harm done. Um, meanwhile, people were very close at that protest. You have just before I leave you, everybody was the further back you went, people were apart. But up at the front, it was like as if as if there was no coronavirus. What's going on, like? Okay, so I will admit people were very close together, but ninety nine percent of people there were wearing masks. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. A number of people wearing gloves as well. There were chalk marks put on the ground by the organisers, but they were they were generally followed further back. But of course, it was towards the front, people okay. were crowding so they could hear but, the megaphone yeah, and whatnot. But wasn't it supposed to have been cancelled? Why did it happen at all? So the one on Friday was cancelled, but the one on Monday wasn't a march. It was just a rally. It was a peaceful a peaceful rally to allow people of colour and people who have experienced racism to have a place to speak out, to give a couple of short speeches, to share their experiences, and for eight and a half minutes of solidarity for George Floyd and the countless others who have died at the hands of racism. Okay, okay. And um, is there another one planned? I don't know. Um, As a white woman, it's not my narrative. I only went to support my friends and family who are affected. I am not involved in the organisation of it. So you know of people then who are are victims of racism and are getting a tough time of it in Cork, is it? I know a number of people, including a very good friend of mine who turned up at my door crying with a smashed up bike because someone had attacked her, screaming the words monkey at her when she was cycling. In Cork? In Cork. And this was only this time last year. God, I just don't understand that. I just don't get it. Like, where, they, where are they learning that? Where are these people learning that narrative? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I would have thought with the amount of education we have available, with the advent of social media and having so much at our fingertips, people would be more open, but obviously not. Okay, okay. Just as a, as a by the way, there seems to be a lot of people who go to protests who are unhappy about so many things. Climate, homelessness, um, you know, rent increases, uh, racism. Like, are you, is, is there anything good going on in the world, do you think, that we should be celebrating, happy about? I mean, there are loads of good things in the world, you know. There are loads of little things, but the large cultural issues, the large social issues do tend to outweigh them. 
Now we're going through television shows and we're taking and deleting shows from, um, you know, platforms like this morning. We had another two or three little, little Britain's gone episodes of faulty towers, dad's army, stuff like that. Statues. I that, but yeah. I have heard a fair few people. Again, it's not my narrative, but I have. I do follow a lot of people who are much more active in this Black Lives Matter and whole racism than I would be. And a lot of them are cl- are complaining, saying that this is just sidetracking. They're instead of dealing with the actual issues, people are instead, oh well, we won't deal with racism in the police force. We'll deal with oh an old TV show that people are actually not complaining about. Uh, yeah, I've never but, heard anyone complain about faulty towers. Yeah, but you know where we get into this kind of so much censorship and axing things and getting rid of things and clamping down on things. It's a bit like the early days of the French Revolution in many ways, isn't it? Where will this actually end? Who's I don't next? Know where it ends, but I really hope it ends on a positive note with racism kind of having its day and ending. Okay, well, I don't know. Do you know anything about Cork GAA, for instance? I'm afraid I don't. I'm okay. not very sports inclined. Well, the only okay, thing well, they, I follow sports-wise would be the end of greyhead racing. All right. I don't even cast And it. you protest about that as well. Well, there's a story this morning from the Irish Times that says that Cork GAA are going to confiscate Confederate flags from all fans attending matches. And the Confederate flag was worn quite a bit. Not everywhere, but, you know, a lot of matches you see the Confederate flag. Um, well, the th- Confederate flag is an inherently racist image. Like, it's it's a sign of slavery, essentially. And and do you think that a Cork GA supporter would be flying the Confederate flag at a GA match, supporting Cork and also supporting slavery? I don't. I don't think so. Well, no. There are obviously distinctions made, but at the end of the day, the Confederate flag and what it stands for. I know it's also known as the Rebel flag, and obviously that's probably why it is being flown at GAA events. Yeah. Yeah. But the main association is with slavery. Okay, so it's right I to ban anyone it who I think anyone who has a problem with getting rid of a, a of symbol associated with slavery has other issues going on too. All right, okay. Fair play to you. We covered a lot of ground this morning. Give my regards to Robert, will you? I will do. Thanks for having take me Take care, on. Zoe. Really Cheers. Time. All right, take care. Just on that, actually, just to just stick with that for a couple of seconds. The Times is saying, Barry Roach is saying, Confederate flags will be confiscated from any Cork fans attending hurling and football matches in Cork whenever games resume in front of fans, according to the Cork County Board Chairwoman Tracy Kennedy. Uh, she confirmed this on Friday. She believed that an appeal made by her predecessor urging Cork fans not to fly the Confederate flag in support of Cork teams amounted to a ban on flying it. Uh, the fan, the flag has associations with slavery and racism in the deep south in the USA. So you ain't going to see it anymore, she says. As far as I'm concerned, the Confederate flag is banned. So stewards now will confiscate the Confederate flan- flag from any fans before they come into any grounds. If they bring it into the ground and fly it and manage to get it in, the stewards will come on up to them and confiscate it. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. I'll come back to the penny stuff in a few minutes' time, just this side of 11 o'clock. But uh, you know what we talk about? saying onto the list now is Julius Caesar. The BBC this morning are talking about people having a problem with Julius Caesar statues because he, mil- he murdered millions. And Napoleon's another one. 
that they want axed um, and, uh, you know, taken off any kind of street or any kind of sign or any reference to him because he was a demon as well with regards to killing people. Mind you, they were handy at it themselves, I have to say. Baden-Powell, of course, the man behind behind the scout movement. Um, that's the one that's really kicked off in the UK these days. Why is it okay for all of those kind of stories and that kind of narrative to be rolled out. But yet there was a period here in Cork where a group of individuals came together wanting to get rid of a list of uh, controversial street names um, in Cork that would be uh, very much synonymous uh, with, um, you know, the years under British rule, notwithstanding for, you know, quite an amount of those years of British rule. Cork was a very compliant uh, part of the British Empire and many of the old photographs you see Union Jacks out of the windows of buildings and businesses and stuff like that. But there was murder then when they were saying that they wanted street names changed. Like, we still have places like Victoria Road, Victoria Cross. We still have the English Market. We have uh, Marlborough Street, Victoria Quarter, Cook Street, Buckingham Place, Albert Road, George's Quay, Princess Street, Pembroke Street, Wellington Road, all sorts of places like that. But when somebody kind of puts their head up and said, listen, we need to change these street names because we're actually... Um, keeping alive the memory of, you know, so many hundreds of years of, uh, of domination and, and cruelty. Um, they get shot down when, when that happens. It's maybe, maybe it'd be a good time for them to start that campaign again. Maybe people might listen to them a little bit more. But when I was doing the list on this yesterday, looking at Cork street names and how they changed down through the years, I came across, there's a very good one actually. I downloaded uh, the PDF document of Gina Johnson's The Laneways of Medieval Cork. If you have a bit of time, you can Google it online. It's a long read, but boy, God, it'll show you how many lanes and streets that we used to have in the old Cork that are now totally gone. But two beauties stro- sprung, sprung up in front of me. Academy Street used to be known as Crooked Billet Street. No idea why Academy Street used to be called Crooked Billet Street. And then St. Kevin's Street... Not 100% sure. In fact, I'm not sure at all where Kev- St. Kevin Street is. But it used to be known as Three Hatchet Lane. I mean, go figure. Why? Three Hatchet Lane. There's some beauties like that. But anyway, just if you got a bit of time, Gina Johnson's The Laneways of Medieval Cork. You'll get it online. It's a lovely read, particularly if you want to look at nostalgically black back at our city and our street names and what have you. Now, in about an hour's time, a little less, I've got some more shout-outs for you. Uh, And this is for Oak Fire Pizza Vouchers. I have hundreds of them. uh, And it's just about, you know, this started way back for frontline workers and essential workers. And many, many people got, you know, pizzas from us. They got uh, ramen vouchers. They got roosters, piri-piri vouchers and other things like that. they got Tom Durkin barbecue boxes and hopefully we'll have those again. For now, it's open to everybody who wants to give a shout out to a loved one or a family member, in particular somebody who's been good to you over the last few months. So you can keep those coming. Text 0868104106. You can also uh, email Neil at uh, redfm.ie. And what I've noticed an awful lot of people now, they're engaging with me on my Instagram page. They're posting an awful lot more comments and opinions on different topics. And I like that. So it's become a bit of a social platform. And I like that. Even people on my Instagram this morning are talking about pennies. So if you want to send a message to me that I read out on air, and maybe you might win yourself a, an Oak Fire pizza voucher, then join me on Instagram. If you're not following me, it's uh, at Neil Prendival, all right? So that's fairly straightforward. So we'll do that uh, just before midday today. Um, with regards to McDonald's, if you are bringing your four-year-old to queue in McDonald's for over 40 minutes or maybe up to an hour, then you are the problem, not the security. 
people, cop yourselves on. You're clowns, for God's sake, and it's totally embarrassing. Uh, what about the residents who live directly opposite McDonald's and can't get in and out of their drives as people who do desperate for retail therapy from Laura Ashley, Woody's, Home Store and McDonald's? No one cares about us. Living here since I was a child and I used to be surrounded by fields. Now I'm living in a retail outlet. Where is that? Is that a reference to Blackpool, is it? Um, thanks for that text. I was queuing for JD Sports the other day. It's just gone off the screen there. Uh, I was queuing for JD Sports the other day and it was a disaster. The queue was so long that the shoe shop owner went into JD's to complain as we were blocking his door. The staff asked us to queue in a U-shape, so we did that. And then the staff from John Grace's came out and complained to us for being too close to their shop. How in God's name are pennies getting away with that large queue that goes completely around the block? I have no idea. I can check back in with Seamus. Okay, that, that text earlier on of somebody who used to live around Greenfields and now lives in the middle of a, a retail outlet. That was the Turner's Cross Branch. The Turner's Cross Branch. Of McDonald's. Okay, lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. You can text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. And you know, from from yesterday's show, much of what we didn't get to deal with was our changing television culture, where you see things being shut down now more than ever before. Liam says they're getting rid of all of the shows and movies of white people dressed up as black people. Then surely they'll have to get rid of white chicks as it's black people portraying white people. Maybe it's on the list. I don't know. Uh, it's the same bunch, Neil, that protest against everything time after time. There's a whole continent of 56 countries if they all want to relocate to Africa and build the utopia that they're looking for there. History should be left to Hollywood. The school system in every country are making a bags of what we're teaching people. It causes nothing but people to be hateful and it's bred through generations and they ado- and it's adopted by stupid people who who um, use under a flag who they use it under a flag of convenience says James who has a problem with people who protest against everything okay quick call this side of 11 uh, michelle good morning uh, hang on a second line 6 michelle what queue were you in yesterday um no um, well, i was in it twice in McDonald's in blackpool right okay how did it work out um, they're not too good altogether. Um, Friday evening, I went down and there was literally, I was queuing up by Brackens. So I was 20 minutes in the queue Friday evening. And when I got to the top Brackens the queue, is up the Mallow Road. Yeah, the Mallow Road one, yeah. That's Blackpool one, yeah. <laughs> That's a long queue. Oh, sorry. That's a yeah. long Oh my God! Okay, yeah, go it was. It was so. Um, he left us queue. We were queuing for about twenty minutes coming down the hill, and I literally was at the start of the queue to turn into McDonald's, and he said, "No, you're going to have to go around." I said, "But you've left me queue for twenty minutes on the hill, and now you want me to go around, so everyone behind me then goes in in front of me." I said, "That's not a system." So I, I actually I wouldn't move. I said, "No, not a hope." I said, "You've left me sit there for twenty minutes," and the second time I went down, they left us sitting on the hill for forty minutes. There was like there was no issue there, but they are telling people like they they're leaving people queue on the hill for so long, and then when they're getting to the top of the queue, they're telling them go around, in, and then leaving people in behind them. Yeah, and it's the same in Turner's Cross, and it's the same in Douglas because I see the Douglas one all of the time. What's the fixate? You think of the first day, it might be really bad, but why is what's yeah. the fixation with it every day? Like are the same people going back every day? I, I have no idea because I like I did pass the other day again and it was literally the same. I just I wouldn't go back and queue there. I'm not a hope. What are you so it's, desperate for, or is it the kids? 
it was just a big Mac. <laughs> well, my kids now are 15 and 21. <laughs> so, Who's in the I car with you? I'm my oldest son. <laughs> and have you actually got a Big Mac yet since they reopened? I did. I did. I got one. <laughs> and you're back again going through the same queue for more torture for another one. I, I, I won't be going back again. It's not worth it. It's really not. Because they were actually stone cold when we got them. So it's, it's not even worth the wait. Oh, no. On top of everything yeah. else, it was cold. On top of everything else, they're stone cold by the time you get them. You've yeah. heard about people in cars with screaming four-year-olds. Oh, listen, I would not bring a child to us to queue up. I know kids, I think maybe if you're going to treat the child to the McDonald's, go yourself and bring it home to them. Don't bring You need to get a babysitter, though, before you can go to McDonald's, I'd say. Well... It'd be gone hours. I, yeah, at this stage it would be because yeah. we like when we went Sunday evening, which we thought would be fine, and um, we were over an hour and ten minutes in the queue. And the security guards are are tough enough with people. Apparently, they're taking they no prisoners. Are, I heard a lot no. of people talking about the security in Douglas, and it was like somebody from the army. Yeah, they are. Not to be fair, no, the, the crowd that were on Sunday were absolutely lovely. They left people sitting in the queue. There was no issue with them. And they had a great system. Anyone that was coming down the hill that wanted to say, that wasn't queued for McDonald's, they stopped the cars coming up and left them cars come down. All right. But I think what the issue is during the week is when there's deliveries and um, normal customers, they, they're not doing that. Okay. So you gave up on that? Yeah. Oh, gone. <laughs> Definitely not. And, Never again. And what are you going to do if you're fixed? You're going to try again? No, not a hope. <laughs> I get a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same, though, is it? No, it's not quite the same, but listen, it's not worth paying for it, and it's stone cold when you're getting it. It's not. It's oh, not well, listen, I tell you, I'm going to give you, I'm, for a consolation prize, I'm going to give you a voucher for Oak Fire Pizza, and you can pick that up piping hot, and there'll be no queue, a big pizza, you can bring it home, and you can all enjoy it, all right? Oh, fantastic, me. That's brilliant. Stay on home, Michelle. I need to get an address from you, all right? I will, of course. Thanks a million. Cheers, kid. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. Firstly, could I, I could, if I could come on the show, I would. But I have other commitments that will not allow it. But unfortunately, I feel that shopping will never be the same again. Who will be interested in joining a queue to enter a shop one at a time? Certainly not me. Maybe the larger stores might be different. However, not being able to browse will also deter people from returning to old-fashioned shopping. This was all part of the shopping enjoyment. The downside is that online shopping will now become the norm. It is so depressing to see all this happening. I loved shopping in the city. I loved the character of the various streets. Even if I did not buy anything, I love walking around, usually finishing up in the English market, where I'd always make a purchase. I never did like shopping centres in the suburbs. Boring and places without any character. Similarly, I think the same will apply to pubs and restaurants. Who will be interested in going for something to eat and to be subjected to a time limit? Again, not me and probably not many others. On a lighter note, you mentioned discos, etc. from many years ago and how the nuns ensured distance was maintained. When my wife and I were dating, we were having a drink in the Lee Chateau on Patrick Street. We were sitting down chatting and basically my arm was behind my wife's head resting on the ledge. Before I knew it, the lovely Mrs. Reedy arrived down and placed my arm back down by my side. I got a slight admonishment from her saying, there'll be none of that in here. We took it in good fun and thought it was hilarious. Can you imagine something like that happening now? One of the few great establishments that remain in the city, the Lee Chateau. Uh, Cork City is a great place. 
I would love to think that the norm would return, but I'm not sure. 104 to 106, Red FM. This is the Neil Frienderville Show. You know, all of the things regarding Brown Thomas and all of the things regarding pennies and the queuing at McDonald's and stuff like that, that's temporary. All of that will be gone if there's a vaccine. And if there's not another spike, it'll be gone completely. And hopefully we'll be able to get back to everything the way we used to do things, what, by maybe September, perhaps. But for now, this is the world that we're living in. And of course, it's leading. And with, you know, social media and stuff, you see all sorts of videos. Uh, I saw a video there this morning. I think it involves Jackie and her motor car. But enough of me. Jackie, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Now, uh, I saw you uh, getting a bit hot under the collar there on, on this video. Where, where was this black pool? Oh, God, Neil, yeah. If you were in the car, no, boy, you would have gotten hot and heavy yourself. Okay, so tell me all about it. What was going on? Um, first of all, at half past three on Wednesday, I went down with my two younger daughters. One is 14 and one is 11. And, like, they didn't have McDonald's since they closed down, and they were extremely happy that they were going to McDonald's. And when we got there, there was um, about... 10 to 12 cars on the inside and the road then was was clear. <coughs> Sorry, Neil, my chest is bad. You're all right, girl, take your time. And when we got to the queue, the, the security guard stopped us again. He said, the road is closed. Keep driving. Keep moving. Keep going. So I had to keep going with two children in the car, Neil. And oh, was, that actual, was that an actual queue for McDonald's? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And so, where? Because I heard that it went right up the Mallow Road past Brackens and everything, did it? No, um, it did on on Wednesday. But on the yeah. day you're talking about Tuesday, was it Tuesday night? That was Tuesday night then that I went back down, Neil. I went on Tuesday with just myself to try and get the food for the kids without upsetting them. And did you get it? No. Right. No. And then when I went down on Tuesday night, my other daughter was with me. Uh, Wednesday night. Sorry, Neil. It was Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday and then Wednesday. And yeah. There was um, there was a few cars in there again, Neil. And his excuse to me this time was, "Sorry, you you can't go in. We're closed." And like, I really, really, and truly got a kind of pissed off, Neil. Sorry for the expression. Yeah. Because like that was my third time after trying to get some food for my children. And so can uh, I can I play the audio of this? Do they ask you that? All you can, yeah. All right, so this is you in the car stopped and the security guard's in front of you, isn't it? Yeah. All right, okay, thank you. Let me just play. It's only 28 seconds. Hang on. Yeah. Get out! 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 Get Right, so what happened? You said to him, get out of my way, um, or I'll knock you down. And he said, if you do, I'll call the guards. What happened next? I told him that. Call the guards, you heard it. I said that you were going on top of my bonnet. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that, me, like. I hope not. No, Jesus, no. I'd have been in trouble with the guards, Neil, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, what happened next? Um, what happened next? Oh, there was a car pulled up beside us, 
and the, the woman was asking what was going on and I said, Where'd you mind him, girl? Go on in, go on in, hurry. Because they were zone, half the road was only black. And the woman actually did go in around Neil. And you didn't, you weren't left, she was, because he told you it was closed, but she went in yeah. and got food. Yeah. So you went away again with no food, second time. Third time, Neil. And would you not go over to Dino's? No, I'm just craving a Big Mac now, Neil, and the chicken nuggets, and the children just want their happy meals, like. And were they up? Were they upset in the car? Um, the oldest one that was there in the video with me. No, they weren't. They were only laughing, like. <laughs> you weren't laughing though. I was laughing, Neil. <laughs> like you're laughing, no, me. No, because <laughs> I think you're a character. That's why I'm laughing. But I, I understand that pe- people I'm get hot under. The- you're all right, Neil. <laughs> but you want your Big Mac, and they want their chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, and Chanel wanted her burger. Yeah. All right. And so are you going to try again? Do you know now what, Neil? I'm sick of it, boy. I'm not going down there anymore. <laughs> All right, you won't be in a McDonald's queue anytime soon. What about pennies? You didn't venture in there, no? No, no, I'll go in there now next week when it calms down because I don't want them to be fighting with the security guards in there. <laughs> <laughs> because some people are saying that that it actually was a threat to knock down the security guard and I shouldn't be laughing at it. Oh, tell them, cop on and get a life and see the funny side of it. <laughs> okay, all right. Mind yourself, all right, Jackie. Thanks for taking the call. Cheers. Some people just want their Big Macs. There was a response actually to to some of the issues regarding queuing from McDonald's. Okay, and uh, I have uh, a couple of lines on that. At least it was there on the screen a couple of seconds ago. McDonald's came back to us and we chatted with us. Uh, I'll just get that stuff and see what McDonald's is saying. I mean, they're just trying to do the best they can, I suppose, under the circumstances, aren't they? They can't let people into the stores, so queuing system is fine. The problem is when it goes outside of the McDonald's property and people are queuing. There was an awful lot of grief then, of course, with uh, other businesses and stuff like that. But we kind of have to work through this. Anyway, McDo- McDonald's manager said, it's, it's as simple as this. Security are not allowing cars to queue on public roads. That's the thing. You know, they have to stop that. This is to stop any local businesses being impacted because of how busy the McDonald's outlets are. McDonald's are working very hard with security and the security are just doing the best they can. McDonald's said, we appreciate people are frustrated, but we have no choice. One car in, one car out. No queuing on public roads. In our three drive throughs in the city, we have security to stop any queuing on public roads. And that's it. McDelivery, McDelivery is now, is there as well. So you can order online if you're within five kilometers of your branch of McDonald's. So their problem really is they, they're trying to control things so that there's not queuing on public roads. So there's not queuing blocking accesses to other access to other businesses. So there's not blocking access to housing estates and it's difficult for them. Uh, but the last thing that we want really is people fighting or getting hot under the collar. And, uh, you know, they're a good company. They employ lots of Cork people. They are huge supporters of the Irish beef industry. And, you know, me in the past, I've had a quarter pounder with cheese that's fresh off the grill and it's absolutely superb. So it's a case, it's a case of just trying to work together on this one. But their problem that they're trying to keep a handle on is queuing 
on public roads. All right, and that's McDonald's response, and I thank them for it. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 Red FM. Okay, I'm not getting to do much of the stuff that I planned this morning, but that's the way it is. That's the way the show unfolds. I've been listening to your show, particularly yesterday's, and I wanted to clear up something, that South Africa is not still only racist towards black people. In fact, white people are very much suppressed there. The country is terribly corrupt and the police themselves are absolute criminals that use their power to bully citizens regularly. I myself was told by a black police officer that I drove into a specific area to get drugs because according to him, white people just don't drive around this area. I can't come on air and speak about the racist tables turning because it's a very sensitive topic for most South Africans. If you ask someone listening to come on and speak about the farm murders, you'll be horrified to hear their stories. Black people are going into white-owned farms and absolutely butchering the farmers and their wives because of their belief that they're proclaiming their land back. Unfortunately, tables are turning very fast for white people and racism is not only surfacing now. Racism in general is now being recorded and posted on social media, but it's always been there. It was just never recorded before. Thanks, Neil, says Taylor, uh, who would be a white South African. Um, And then, uh, thank you for that, and there's many, many more. I mean, you could do a week on Black Lives Matters on this program, but I think maybe people are... Uh, maybe looking for a bit of uh, variety now at this stage. Doing a good job talking about the businesses in Cork. Uh, and I, I want to talk to at least one Cork business every day in the weeks going forward. And I have another one in a few minutes' time. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Me and my cousins have businesses in this city. The council are a hindrance rather than a help. And they always have been. Lockdown is the final straw for many Cork businesses. Wait and see. Parking charges in Cork are dearer than some parts of Paris. Lots of business is going to go. And one reason is the council. As there's no help from them. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael received a wage rise during the middle of the COVID-19. They're not interested in talking to normal people. Thank you for hitting the nail on the head, says Patrick, a businessman. Now, while there is free parking in some city car parks at the moment, of course, when things get back, there won't be. And there'll be parking charges again. And there'll be a challenge then with the city versus the shopping malls in the suburbs where parking is free. Quick um, anniversary request this morning for Eileen and Tony Attridge in Black Rock. Uh, a request for young for love's young dream, and they're celebrating 50 years of wedded bliss this Saturday, the 13th, and they're avid listeners to the show. So, happy anniversary, guys. Comes with lots of love from your four kids. Lorraine in Massachusetts, Shirley in Liverpool, Glenn in Edinburgh, and David in Blackrock. So, at least there's one in Cork. All of the outlaws, the in-laws, and your gorgeous six grandchildren. We wish, uh, they say, the family said, we wish we could all come together to celebrate We've had to put all plans on ice. We love them very much and wish them huge congrats on a fantastic milestone. 50 years of wedded bliss tomorrow. Love to know about your wedding maybe at a time in the future. Have a chat about where you got married, how many were at it, how much it cost, where was the wedding reception, where did you go on your honeymoons. Bit of nostalgia maybe if the lads would like to talk about it. Meanwhile, I want to talk about this because... This is great. You know, you think about people who are out of work at the moment and far too often we forget about people in the artistic professions, right? Which could be disc jockeys, musicians, actors, and things like that. But a bunch of them came together recently to do a charity cover version of four non-blondes 90s classic What's Up, you know? And it features 13 out-of-work musicians. And they're not able to work, of course, because of COVID-19. But 
they are able to record remotely. And I know of all of the stuff that goes on with Zoom and things like that. So each of these 13 artists recorded the same song remotely from their own homes. And they recorded the video of themselves doing it as well. Now, the video and also a GoFundMe link, they're all up on our Red FM Facebook page because they're raising funds for Cove Red Cross. They need 10 grand for Cove Red Cross to stay on the road. And since the end of March, they've had three vehicles out doing seven days a week work, collecting for Penny Dinners, collecting for Edel House. Uh, the Cove Red Cross are doing shopping and prescription runs for vulnerable people, for people who are cocooning, you know, going back and forth to the pharmacy, bringing people to hospital appointments for chemotherapy, radiotherapy appointments, all sorts of stuff, bringing people to South Dock, delivering meals on wheels. So it's a wonderful undertaking by Cove Red Cross. And the idea of the song was to raise 10 grand for them. Now, if you want to contribute, the GoFundMe link is on the Red FM Facebook page. But the song is superb. The video is absolutely terrific. I watched it. I wanted to deal with this story on Monday and I didn't get time. Jamie Stanton's on it. A good friend of mine, Mo O'Connor for Natural Gas. Dots Tobin, Dan Murphy, David Quirk, Brian, I hope I get his name right, Oglenby, Dara Lee, Ryan Phoenix, Rory, Dr. Rory Lester, Leah O'Hearn, Owen Hennessy, Paul Hannon and Steve Leahy. It is a fantastic version with a great video of their interpretation of Four Non Blondes classic What's Up. Have a listen. It'll blow your mind. Have a listen to this.
100% made in Cork. Isn't that incredible? That's mind-blowing. When I heard and saw that for the first time, I said, what? That's just awesome. I don't know who mixed it. Whoever mixed it, that did an incredible job, as did all of the 13 artists upon it. It's just superb. There is so much talent on Lee's side. It's mind-blowing. Well done to all those involved. And the link to the GoFundMe and the video. Go watch it yourself. It's on the Red FM Facebook page. And a little later on today, I'll post it on my own Instagram page because I'm just madly in love with it. It's a super piece of work. Well done to all concerned. Okay, back after the break. Calls on the way. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Yesterday, I had Pam on from uh, Savile on Oliver Plunkett Street. Brian says, Pam is a breath of fresh air. That's positivity for you. And that's what we need to get Cork going. Another one here. Why don't they let all of the hotels, all the restaurants and all the pubs fill up Patrick Street totally? Remove the main road. Get rid of traffic. Open up the river underneath the road. We could turn the place into a little Venice. Yeah. Weather's been fantastic, but when the rain returns, it'll be lashing. Will all the shops get rain covers for people outside who are queuing? I, for one, have an notion of standing in the rain, snow or the freezing cold. Yeah, come here. We haven't even got to the longest day of the year in June yet. Don't be... Uh, stall the ball there on the winter weather. What's going to happen to Marks and Spencer? They're another British shop, but they're happy out and they're doing business and everything's good there. I don't have any answers to people asking me questions about TK Maxx and others are asking me stuff about HomeSense. I don't know anything about that. I would defer to the professional shopper amongst us, Brenda, on that one. Uh, but we'll come back to that in a few minutes' time. So we know of all of the things that have been going on there for a while with regards to Penny's today, Brown Thomas yesterday, uh, and it's got a lot of cause and a lot of reaction from people that you can be sure. Certainly with regards to the queuing aspect, and out of the Vox from Penny's in a few minutes' time. But Rachel, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How you, are you? You just wanted to pick up on all this carry-on now, is it? Yeah, um, I'm a sole trader. I have a barber shop, Uppercuts in Middleton, and I've been closed since the 14th of March. And like all barbers and hairdressers, we're revving to get up and going again, to get out there, get looking after our customers. But with all this carry-on, lack of social distancing, it's going to be really, really hard for us because we're going to end up with everything being closed again, the way people are carrying on. Well, you're due to be open on the 29th of June, right? Well, that's what we're hoping for. That hasn't been set in stone yet. Yeah, there so it will. Though. Waiting it to will. see, you know. Yeah, but at the moment, if people carry on with the stupid nonsense that they are, with lack, total lack of social distancing, we will end up with a surge. And are you referring? Are you referring to pennies? Is it not just pennies? It's everywhere. Everywhere. There's now. Now I know the teenagers have been locked up for months, and I really, my heart goes out to them. I feel sorry for them. We all have to adhere to this, not just some of us. And it's not just for businesses either. It's for people with elderly parents, for people with vulnerable relations. If we, if we don't adhere to social distancing now, what chance have they got either? Yeah, 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 I know, I know. And uh, even, even masks would make a difference, wouldn't they? I mean, Well, yes, that's the other thing. Like, we've been asked to wear masks. It's not mandatory, but common sense would tell you. Say queuing outdoors, in retail shops, on buses or trains. Yeah, yeah, wear a mask, for God's sake, and you don't have to spend a fortune and buy a mask. Make your mask. Yeah, yeah. Have you, you have know, you rejigged the barbers now? Upco- is it upcuts oh, or uppercuts? Oh, what? Uppercuts, yeah. Oh, I'm on the cool bond just down from um, the farm gate. I don't, think and, I'll ever yeah. get, I don't think I'll ever get my hair cut again. I kind of like it. <laughs> Gone a bit wild. <laughs> Well, mine is nearly down to my waist, and I went from being 
blonde to lovely grey and black roots and loads of regrowth to going back dark again myself with a box <laughs> colour. So I think my own hairdresser will be disgusted with me when he sees me. But anyway. It's, it's, a, know, it's but a shame yeah, that hair... It's a shame that way. hair... Well, it's nice long hair. But it's a shame that you guys, hairdressers, have never mastered the art of doing their own hair. No. Well, you see, you can, you can mess around a little bit, but highlights really, you know... You need to leave it to another professional. It's like uh, a dentist does. Does, does a dentist anyway? People need to people know. need to cop. Yeah, a dentist can't do their own teeth. People need yeah. to cop on. Is it? You might yeah, be interested. You so, might be interested you know? to hear that I'm hearing now that the Gardaí Armed Response Unit are on Patrick Street now outside HMV. I'm just hearing in my ear. Apparently, there's mayhem uh, down there. I don't uh, think it's pennies uh, related though, yeah, but they are down there for crazy. some reason. You know, for everyone, just, you know, just calm a bit. Like a few months ago, we all wanted to stay at home. We all wanted to be safe. What's happened to wanting to be safe? But like, oh, well, you see, there's more, there's more opportunities you know? now for people to move around, you see, and to do things yeah. that they couldn't do. There's no problem with that. But be safe while you're doing it. And think of others. Like some people are really, really nervous. You know, um, when I'm out walking and running that, even passing elderly people now, I'm giving them as wide a berth as I can. Do you mind if I go down to Patrick Street, if you don't mind, Audrey, but I wish you well on your, uh, Rachel, I wish you well on your Thank reopen you so the back much. end of the Please, month. All my customers in Africa, I'm dying to see y'all, can't wait to see y'all. I will be smiling behind my mask. All right, girl, take care. It's not um, anybody that actually saw it, but I believe Audrey's sister did. Audrey, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. No, you weren't expecting yeah. this this morning, but what did your sister tell you? going down Patrick Street she said she was going down to have a look and see what the queues were like in pennies and there's armed response there's there's guards everywhere I don't know what's going on it was just a phone call I got but I could hear the ambulances and the sirens in the background Okay, that's on the other side of the road though isn't it HMV side yeah. Yes, she was expecting the after response to say pennies, I was laughing. <laughs> God, no, please, no, not for the cues, no, no. I know, I know, but obviously it's not they were pennies, but there's something happening, all right? Maybe some of your listeners might know what's going on. I hope that maybe we might be contacted by somebody who might see what's going on, appreciate that. So the armed response has to be serious for them to be there, you can be sure of that. Absolutely. All right, okay. So you, did, you didn't want to venture in yourself this morning, join the queue and get some... Um, Underwear or maybe some socks or a pair of pajamas. What? I said I'd leave it until November when it's all calmed down. <laughs> okay, good luck, good luck. <laughs> Cheers, Audrey. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, armed response on Patrick Street outside HMV, described as mayhem, but not, I believe, anything to do with pennies or the cure, anything like that. Uh, we live in certainly different times, don't we? Um, we certainly do. A couple, uh, couple of texts for you. I was in Cork City yesterday, came from Carrigaline. It was great to see people out and about, but every 220 bus was full before it got to the stop. With the current restrictions, the double-deckers can only fit 17 people. I won't be heading into the city regularly if I have to watch three buses go past me because they're on full. Well, that's just the way it is these days. What can you do? Can someone inform me exactly how the general risk to just living your day-to-day life has changed between now and this time last year? Death has always been a constant risk. But Pat, I don't know whether you heard about it, but it's a thing called COVID-19. It's a thing called coronavirus. That's the difference between now and this time last year. You go into different retail shops now um, and you'll think, am I in a science lab or am I actually in um, a retail shop? Because you see so much of them now wearing gloves, masks and face shields 
and aprons and even scrubs. Certainly anything to do with um, up-close work, whether it could be, you know, probably dentists, maybe doctors for sure, cosmetic surgery, and people working on your eyes or your ears and stuff like that. And I said I wanted to talk to different businesses every day who are back to normal. Uh, and uh, today I want to feature uh, Specsavers, Maham Point and Opera Lane. And Claire joins me from there, Claire Moore. And Claire, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? How, is it, well. how has it been since when? Monday, was it? Uh, Monday, yes. Well, um, ourselves in Opera Lane and Mahon Point Shopping Centre, as with all the stores up and down the country, we remained open during the lockdown for urgent and emergency yes. care. Yes. And um, under the, the guidelines, then the routine care was reopened on May 18th. So we've been open since the 18th. All right. So you've been, had a bit of a head start to get ready and to practice. Don't use That's don't right. use the term the new normal anymore. No, I won't. <laughs> I'm trying to ban that. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, you know, so you're all gloved up, masked up, face shields, because you're, cause you're dealing with people's eyes and ears, right? That's correct, yes. So the the, the in-store, the local uh, stores will feel and look naturally a little bit different. We, we have our team in full PPE gear because some of the work that we do does involve getting a little bit closer, both um, in having the ocular and ear checks done. Uh, but we do have Perspex screens throughout the store and we've adjusted and amended our scene areas to be separated. We have floor vinyls throughout to make sure we're adhering to the social distance guidelines and we've increased cleaning so we, we clean down the test rooms after each visit and we sterilise the frames in between any browsing that people may need to do in order to select their frames. Um, so we have a, a range of measures in place that you'll, you'll notice is different when you visit All right. the store. I'm going to have a stab at this, right? I'll probably get it wrong but people looking, at, uh, looking after your, your, your eyes are ophthalmologists and uh, let me try this. People look after your ears then are orologists? Very close, very close. So in store, we're optometrists <laughs> and, the, and the ophthalmologists are the eye doctors, the eye specialists in the hospitals and uh, the ear care providers are audiologists. I got both of them wrong then. <laughs> How are they coping very with close, the change? Like, Are they finding it finicky or fiddly? Well, to be fair to all the teams in the stores, they have adjusted and adapted extremely well so that they're, they're coping extremely well and the, the protective gear that they have on provides that reassurance not only for the teams but for the valued customers that we have visiting. So we, we have at the front of house a triage desk so that if someone is arriving to the store, we can ascertain some of the details of their visit so it makes for a smoother and safe, efficient uh, visit in, in the store. And it also allows us to manage appropriately the amount of people in the store at any given time so that we can again ensure the physical distance and aspect can So be have you had to resort to bookings only or do you take walk-ins and things? Well, we, we do have um, the services available to book via phone or via online and we, what we do is manage our walk-in availability just dependent on the clinic capacity on any given day. So we very much want to welcome people in. We understand there may be an apprehension or perhaps people have held off in these important yeah. ocular and yeah. ear checks. Yeah. So we, we are there with open arms metaphorically because we can't actually do that but we will make sure that the, the guidelines are adhered to in store yeah, and I equally facilitate it. Like there are medical aspects to eyes and ears but uh, for, sh- for sure glasses are a fashion statement as well aren't they? 
That's right. I mean, we have we have both aspects to consider. So we, we've put measures in place in the clinical environment. We, we have the opportunity to provide an enhanced eye exam. So it includes the use of our OCT machine, which essentially provides a scan of the back surface of the eye. And in doing so, the clinical information that the optometrist has allows for a reduction in the contact time in the test room. And then we have the retail space that, as you alluded to, is very much a fashion element for a lot of so people. So how do people try on the, how do people try on the specs? So they they would try them on as as normal as they would have done previously, but we have a clear structure in stores to ensure that the glasses are sterilised after each uh, try on, and we have specific trays that we That's use in order to clean it. That's just the way it's got to be. That's just yeah, the way it's yeah. got to be. So those and, kind of adjustments. And you just got to get on with it for as long as it's going to be that way. Yes, very, very much so. And, and I think that in general, the, people are prepared for it for those that would have visited the supermarkets and the essential stores previously. Um, I think people are coming with an understanding and a patience around some of the measures. That and are like many other shops now, no cash, sure, no card only. Card only, yeah, for, for the safety precaution. I mean, obviously we accept there may be exceptions to the rule, but for, for the general purpose, we would prefer for it to be card only in order to adhere to those guidelines around the, the cash handling. Um, and so it's just another measure that we've put in place to to make sure that they're, they're safe know. and well. Right. We do have, we have provided within the, the period that was more under emergency urgent care, we, we had two additional features on our online services added. So that the first of which is remote care. So it's an online video consultation with an optometrist or an audiologist. Oh, that's a great idea, using tech. Yeah, yeah. 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 and it may see if someone, for a routine follow-up appointment, whether it be around contact lenses or an existing hearing aid, um, if they just needed a routine follow-up, they can access that advice online without having to, to visit a store. And in relation to the specsavers.ie website, we now have the built-in facility to purchase glasses and contact lenses Great online, stuff, and yeah. they can be delivered home. Yeah, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I, I want to talk to Cork Business every single day that reopened and chat with them see how they're getting on and I'm yeah, delighted to have had a chat with you I don't think you're in Cork though are you Claire? I am indeed yes I'm uh, not from Cork myself but um, then yeah, you know you then you know that Specsavers way back in February gave me 5,000 euro for our 5k 5 star giveaway did you ever indeed. expect that it would go on as long as it did? <laughs> not, not in the initial season it must have been just before the lockdown occurred, so we were very grateful of the opportunity to work alongside with you. Oh, it went on forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sign of a good competition. If it's, uh, okay, able to well, listen, the door is always open. You want to come back and do it again in the autumn, all right? Very much so, very much so. Indeed. All right, take care, Claire. Thanks for taking Thank the call. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers. You. Claire Moran, right. Director of Specsavers Manpoint and Opera Lane. Okay, um, I will come back to that. Is that a text there saying that the armed response on Patrick Street. I won't read that out just yet because is that confirmed? Uh, people are saying that um, the armed response unit are on Patrick Street. Okay, it is confirmed. The armed response unit are on Patrick Street because of the queues at Pennies. They are monitoring the Pennies queue. Um, I think it's extraordinary, isn't it? Armed rapid response unit on Patrick Street to watch the queues at Pennies. Um, this is a Vox and Pennies this morning because Seamus was down there chatting with people. Have a listen. This is uh, the Pennies queue for those that were waiting for uh, D-Day, Deliverance Day, <laughs> 9 o'clock this morning. Just plenty of bargains. We miss the shop so much. So once Penny stays open, we're grand. Why you want to get shorts, gloves, <laughs> pair of jeans, need a pyjamas. <laughs> we're in need. We're desperate. Nothing at all. <laughs> we just missed it for so long. Not town anymore, like. Definitely not. 
there's something else who's gone as well um, Mother Care are gone now as well from a hand point as well today like it's, it's scary like do you know pennies will do us anyway <laughs> oh well obviously obviously the way shops are closing yeah yeah it's going to go downhill big time like I don't think pennies will but I find that Patrick Street will be gone like do you know I'm over in Grattan Street so I could have been here at six but I didn't it's crazy isn't it no because I'm social distancing if they don't stay away from me they're going to be in trouble <laughs> they're after being told <laughs> I'm not really expecting to buy much it's just a case of going and seeing what's there at the moment like <laughs> um, just kind of give a browse around I'm sure I'm, we haven't been here in a while so it'll be exciting to see what's around and just to get back to normality I suppose because we had thought it, it opened for half ten so we kind of came in thought we'd be the smart ones to come in early but um, it was already opened so um, sure we'll be queuing now at least for an hour I'd say uh, we're trying our best a woman needs her fluffy socks <laughs> oh why am I queuing for underwear <laughs> that's it underwear and eyelashes cheap and cheerful <laughs> they'll have to lower the rates in the city for the businesses to, to stay open like you know, we have to roll with it as, as always to say <laughs> that we come here because the kids don't have clothes anymore you know so it's the cheapest place where you can get reasonable uh, you know prizes nice cozy pgs that's what they're looking for and socks as well <laughs> nothing beats pennies socks yeah. <laughs> managers are very accommodating over 65s left it and our carers i settled for me because it's on my brass boy so they want. Um, we're going in there to get our pyjamas because we haven't been able to get any in ages. So that's what we're excited about. I know there's the best ones and they're the cheapest as well. Yeah, I'm the same. We moved out recently so we need new bed clothes and stuff. So, yeah, very excited. <laughs> what? What's with the pyjamas? I thought people just got new pyjamas at Christmas time. They did it the whole year. They're a major fashion statement in pennies or those that are shopping in there. Pyjamas. Anyway, that's a bit of fun. Ah, listen, you know, I know that the armed response unit are there, but they're probably just monitoring things just to make sure that everything's okay. Um, the queue was fairly extensive this morning, if that you can be sure. Uh, anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Busy morning this morning. Hardly touched the thing. Marion? Hello, good okay. morning. You were, where were, we, were you on Patrick Street? I was on Patrick Street, yes. Okay, what did you see? You were my eyes and ears. I was parked in the traffic. Yeah. yeah. Hear me? Yeah, just turn your car radio okay. down there. You yeah, saw what I'm was going on. I'm turning it off there. Good now. girl, thank you. Okay, I was just parked in the traffic, heading towards Patrick's Bridge. Okay. And the incident happened right across from Burger King. What went on? What was it? What did you see? Okay, there was a guy sitting on a bar, a metal bar, he was faced towards the shops with a hairspray. Yeah. He yeah. was faced towards there and two cars pulled up, two armed response units pulled up. And I'm going to say there was four or six guys got out of them. And they approached the guy from behind and pulled him over the bar and handcuffed him or tied him up with something. Right. Okay. They wanted, to, they wanted to talk now to I him. I have to say, yeah, I don't know what... I don't know what it was about. Well, obviously, I don't know what it was about. But I must say, the way they operated... Now, I did get a fright because I don't like anything like that. The way they operated, they were so smooth. I mean that now. That's probably the wrong word to use now. Efficient. Efficient, okay. I'm just in shock after seeing it happen. But they were so efficient. 
It happened in a flash, like, did it? Yes, they didn't hurt. I was stopped in traffic because the traffic, I actually drove through town just to see what the queue and pennies was like. I wasn't going in. But the traffic was at a standstill because the town was so busy. Yeah. Loads of people like you inside looking at the pennies queue. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't get out. I was only just driving past. And what was the queue like? Um, Okay, it was going down the side of, you know, the side street. Yeah, yeah. Was what I could see was going right down to the end. I said, anyway, sure, each to their own. Right around the corner, up Oliver Plunkett Street and up Cook Street. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to be like the doom and gloom merchant with regards to people standing too close to each other, but were they? They weren't really social. They weren't two metres apart, no right. way. Okay. Absolutely okay. not. All right, okay. so whatever they were there for, they were arresting some character. But the, the, thank you for exactly. that. I appreciate it, Marion. Much and obliged they to were, I, 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 People, okay, this really maddened me, but I know it's the way society is today. So many people just stopped and got out their phones. They did. Yeah, I saw because a video. they were doing a job, you know? Yeah, saw a video clip of yeah. there a while yeah. ago and there's some character standing way too close and he's filming everything. Imagine being, yeah, yeah. Imagine being a guard now. Having to yeah, live your life yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah, I thought it was totally unfair. And they done it, absolutely. Like, there's no way that that could chap or anybody could say they mishandled him or they hurt him. I was sitting, I watched every, it was like watching the TV. It was right in front of me. They didn't, they were so professional. All right, appreciate it that. It really Thank restores you for that. my faith in what they do, you know. Okay, see him in action. Thanks okay. for that, appreciate yeah, it. Thank no you problem. all. Thank you, Marion, she was in the traffic. Um, Garda Press is telling us that um, that they are monitoring that they were in the that they were in the area. That's the reason they were in the area because of that incident that Marion just described. And they are now there monitoring the queues at Penny's. Um, so they weren't there for it. They were there for this incident and are now monitoring the queue at Penny's as to whether they do anything or not. I do not know. Wondering, could you give my mum and dad, Christy and Anne Costello, a mention and a big congratulations on their 60th wedding anniversary. It was yesterday, the 11th of June, the very same day, and I read out a request yesterday for the very same day anniversary as Joe Mack. Not only were they married on the same day uh, of, had their wedding reception in the same hotel as Joe Mack as well in the Metropole. Joe Mack married Anne. So not only were they married on the same day, they had their wedding reception in the same, same hotel as Joe Mack. They travelled on the same train to Dublin for their honeymoon with Joe Mack and his wife. Thank God they didn't go on the same honeymoon. But my father also is a musician as well with the Swing Kings Band. And we just want to say love them to bits from their seven children, their 21 grandchildren and their 13 great-grandchildren. I'd love if you could read this out, says Caroline. Happy to do it and to wish your mom and dad... Uh, Christian and Costello, a happy 60th wedding anniversary. And we did the same for Joe and Anne yesterday, which was a lovely thing to do. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. We got more shout outs uh, and we got uh, pizzas for many people from Oak Fire and a couple of calls this side of midday. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. All right. Uh, what a morning of it. There's a massive response here to different topics. Uh, you got to bear in mind, Tracy says, that some people who are queuing to get into the likes of McDonald's might have children on the spectrum. Uh, you need to have compassion to people in that regard. She says, a friend of mine has a child with autism and they only eat McDonald's food. It's been extremely hard on them when they were closed. You may think it's a simple choice when you say, go home, make your own burger, but it's not. It's promising a child who doesn't understand why there's a change and they're not able to cope. It's frustrating and upsetting. Uh, so that's just one example. I mean, others are critical of, of people who um, feel that they would queue for so long and get so worked up about a burger. Um, and others saying are saying, you know, go home, cook a healthy dinner 
and don't be so daft. So big response to that, I have to say. So I will come back to that and many, many very strong texts and emails from during the week, which I'll do my very best to get some more of them on the air. Uh, on Monday. Um, Timmy, who was on giving you grief about the difference between BT and uh, pennies, I love that. Please tell him that they're owned by the same company. I know, I love calls like Timmy. I really do. It's real cork wit and humour and crack. And, uh, you know, we need to be able to do have, have those kind of calls where people are giving you a bit of a dressing down, but you're never quite sure if they're serious or not. I love those, you know. It's almost like, it's almost like a bit of male flirting kind of thing. Or maybe not. They aren't owned by the same people. Brown Thomas is owned by Selfridges and Pennies are owned by Associated British Foods. Get it right. Sorry, I don't care who owns the two of them. I don't care. But thank you all the same. We can go on and on about shops and what they should and shouldn't be doing. But seriously, we're all, adult, all adults and we need to take responsibility for our own actions. It is us who need to wear masks. It is us who need to have the common sense to know where to wear them and to know that if we're in a queue, we need to keep our distance. It is us Businesses are doing everything they can to help us and we need to do everything we can to help them. People need to cop on, grow up a small bit, says Mike, with regards to people in queues and people not sticking apart. Last week, at last, Neil, after a week in doom and gloom and nothing but it, uh, I've spent the morning laughing at the show. Cheers, says Kev. Well, listen, that's a great way to finish up this morning. And thank you for it, Kev, and to finish up the week. Some shout-outs for you for Oak Fight Pizza Vouchers. And I also have some ramen vouchers for the Anglesey Street branch for Click and Collect. So ramen Asian street food, Oak Fire pizzas, piping and hot from their three different branches. I've been living in Glasgow now uh, for three years with uh, the one good thing about this lockdown and working from home is getting to tune into yourself every day. Thank you. I'd love to give my mum, Julie Collins, an Oak Fire pizza voucher. I'm looking forward to being able to get home and to visit again when it's possible, says Barry. And that's uh, Julie down in Bandon. We'll do that. Dear Gut Neil, the DHL crew here, or the DHL crew here, looking for a shout out. We're also on the bum for one of your vouchers. At the start Part of lockdown, the whole factory was split in two, doing three 12-hour shifts. Now that phase two has slowly but surely started coming in, we're all back together. It's Barmy Army staff at DHL now, and we'd love a pizza to celebrate becoming one big happy factory again. Okay. I don't know how you're going to split that pizza, but I'll organise it for you. My niece and goddaughter, Dana O'Donnell, celebrating her 21st today, Friday. She's wonderful. She attends UCC, was due to head abroad this summer to America. She's worked very hard throughout lockdown at Super Value, Holly Hill. We haven't been able to see her. So one of your vouchers would be a total treat. And we'll get that sorted for you, Helena. It'd be great if you had some vouchers for my son-in-law and his family. His birthday was this week. He has some time off from work. He was flat out essential pharmaceutical factory. Great to spend some time with his daughter, with my daughter and all of the kids, and they'd appreciate it. So you don't tell me who you are or who he is, but I'll do it anyway. I'll get in touch with you by phone. A shout out to my three amazing children, Dylan, Kian, and Molly. They've been so good during lockdown. Dean and Kian have been the best big brothers to help their sister if I need to nip out to the shop and so on. My partner, uh, Pat, is currently in Sweden and has been unable to come home since February. Wow. So we'll get that sorted. All right. Apparently, she also says, I'm a daughter of the late Jeffrey O'Connell who is a good friend of your shows. One final one, my daughter Laura and her fiancé Barry, for one of your vouchers, both teachers, working from home, supporting all their students, especially leaving cert classes in this unusual time for teachers and students. I'll organise that for Laura and her fiancé Barry as well. I'm out of time, guys, because I want to leave you with a bit of a tune, all right, for the morning that was in it. For all of the guy, for all of the girls and the few guys that were dragged along as well to Penny's today and indeed to a lesser extent, I suppose, to Brown Thomas yesterday. Um, here's one that I think fits the bill. I hope it does.
queue of pennies listening to that now they're swaying from side to side here come the girls she says I can't live on love alone no I need my pajamas have a good weekend see you Monday thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content